everybody and welcome back to the reality kingdom where we put the real in reality or whatever period period i'm your host pharaoh we're joined by one of hosts lee lee how are you feeling about week three of bb mm. dos i feel <laughs> great um i feel whimsical i feel okay i'm just talking no, but I, I'm really enjoying the ride. I feel like, I mean, we keep talking about it. Like, all of BB is really what Big Brother is. Like, okay. this is real Big Brother. And it's just so fun to just continue to see the building blocks of Big Brother strategy week in and week out. Like, we're really at the point in the game where I feel like they're themselves in the house are learning how to play it. Because there's so many allegiances and so many different sides. And it's just, it's fun to watch. Yeah, I agree. I feel like I love the progression we're seeing. It seems like people are getting their footing. We yes. see a little bit more clear lines this week of like who stands where. And mm -hmm. I love that because now we get just a better, brighter picture of the full story. And I feel like they're getting a hang of the game, like you said. So right. it's, it's, it's really starting to form. We really get to see the lines and stuff. And there's just every week there's always something that's like, this is where this came from in Big Brother. You started right. this or like, this is how this started, or this is this trope. And it's like all this stuff that's starting here in origin, it just yeah, it makes me bubbly inside. It just makes me feel so, so, so good. So I love it. I'm excited. Bitch, we're here. Period. Oh, bitch. Me. Oh. And you. Oh. So, <laughs> so we start off this week. Last week, Autumn was just voted out. And Mother. Mother Autumn. And we know there was this big thing about Nicole deciding where she was going to vote. So we slide into this week, and that's kind of the topic of conversation, mm -hmm. because we see that there's a lot of people kind of feeling like, hmm, Nicole, she was doing a lot. She was doing a lot last week. And yes. we start off with Krista talking to, I think she's talking to Monica, and she was telling, telling him, well, if I was Nicole, I would have saved my friend. Oh, ah. So if that was me casting my vote, I would have voted to save my friend regardless. Okay, Krista. Call the girl out. Call the girl okay, out. We also, we find out that basically Nicole let Autumn know she was going to go. It seems like Nicole's the one who let Chilltown that that was, know that that was what was going to happen. And Hardy and Bucky are feeling suspicious about that because they're like, Nicole was clearly trying to cover her ass a little bit with the vote. Yes. Like, by and and Hardy also is for some reason under the impression that the things that Autumn was saying in his speech is only because Nicole must have told her those things. Because I guess Autumn mm -hmm. is just not smart enough to realize that you're an asshole on her own. Yeah. No shade. I'm just like, why would Nicole need to tell her? Like, she, like, you literally told her to her face multiple times that yeah. you don't think that she should stay in this house. So is it that far-fetched that she would blame you for it? It's so interesting that he thinks it that thinks of it that way because it's like, like you said, you were telling her that. Like, why is that a even? I don't know. It's just it makes it's it like, seem like you, it's like you think she's dumb. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's right dumb. in her face. And then also, I find it interesting because this is we have the diary room of Mike, um, saying you know he feels like she was definitely trying to get uh, Autumn's jury vote. And it's so mm -hmm. interesting because like I didn't think they were thinking on this level so early. Like this is the first iteration of the players voting for the winner. And mm -hmm. this season, the entire, every player who's played won. There is no jury. There is no sequester. So it's interesting that he's thinking like that. And I got that sense too. Like 
Nicole, like I like I said the last podcast, she has like this moral high ground that she kind of tends to stick with a little bit. So it's like she's holding you out, but she's crying about it. And she's like, well, this is something that she has to do for the game and things like that. And it's like, mm-hmm. I do feel like she fully, I, I feel like she truly believes that, but I feel like there's some game to it as well. Like yeah. we're, we're going to see, even with Shannon's eviction this week, like she has had consistently great goodbye speeches. Like uh, something that we would say like in new era BB is like great for your game, but like she's getting, she they don't like her for it. They hate that she's like trying to butter up the jury. Yeah, but she's eating it up. I really like that she's doing that. And that's the thing I feel like, like you said, Nicole is thinking, she claims this is just her being, you know, herself, but I, I think she's thinking outside the box with it. Yes. So, boom. We know that Hardy's the HOH, and Hardy starts talking about who he's planning on nominating. It's no surprise. It's Chill Town. He doesn't fuck with them. <sighs> they he got him mad. Them. They got the girls mad. They got the girls pressed. No shade, y'all. <laughs> got you a stand. You Chill Town stand. I'm a Chill Town stand. <laughs> and what's interesting is that, like, a lot of the articles from around 2001 when this was airing, a lot of people did not like Chill Town at mm-hmm. all. Like, the audience were. Because, you know, in season one, they were able to, like, you know, control who goes home. Like, there's a lot of articles of people saying, like, they want Chilltown out. They do not like them at all, which is definitely understandable. But I love a good opposition. And yeah. this is the only opposition in the game. Like, by the end of this week, Kent's the HOH, and you can just assume who he's going to put up. Like, it's mm-hmm. never fun to watch the people in minority continue to be targeted. Yeah. And it's interesting that, like, even way back when, that was a go-to strategy. The entire house hate these few people. We're going to work to get them out. So it's mm-hmm. like we're basically just like wasting time for them to try and take out all of Chilltown, which we know is not successful, which honestly just makes Will rise to victory that much more interesting because we're at week three, and I don't see how this man won this game mm-hmm. quite literally at all. Even oh. if like – in, in this moment, I'm thinking they're going to go back to back to back. And even if they don't go back to back, if one of them win a comp, it's like, well, you should just going to get out next. The fact that Will did not just get out next is honestly crazy. So I'm interested to see how and when that takes place. Yeah, I agree. Because at this point, even Hardy's saying, I think Will's the ringleader. But he also says in the same breath, I just want to take out the one that's annoying me the most, mm-hmm. um, regardless. But it's like, girl, like... How does Will go from being the main target, the ringleader, he's running them, he's making Justin get um, evicted, all of this? I'm just very interested to see his I'm I want to like, no. I want to go for the ride. I, I want to go for the ride. He was all the way from the quit. For sure, and of yeah. all people. This, this this week, girl, which is which is crazy. So we get another Shannon and Will segment. Um, <sighs> now, Shannon, I Shannon like Chill Town. I do not like Wilnin. Or would it Wilnin be Wannin? Would it be Wannin? Or, or I, don't know. Sh- or, I don't know. Swill? Shan Rock. <laughs> Shan Will. <laughs> Shan Will kind of cute. Shan Will kind of cute. <laughs> Shit. But, um, girl, another Shannon and Will segment. But really, the main thing I got from this was Shannon was telling the fool about girl. her boyfriend Jim at home. And she was like, Yeah, no. well, he doesn't have a job. And he doesn't pay any of the bills, and he's, he's like four he, years younger than her. He has no ambition. He's eight years younger than me, and it's eight. You know, it was eight years younger than me, I believe. Child. Eight or four, maybe it was four. And she's paying all the bills. She works. She pays the balls, the bills, 
She's Barbara the Builder. She's Barbara the Builder. This mm -hmm. is y'all remember I told y'all about Sheba Seven. What <laughs> about that? I don't know why I told y'all, but go check out Sheba Seven because Sheba Seven knows what Shannon is. And Shannon is Barbara the Builder. She really she is. is Barbara the Builder. Like she was really taking care of that man. And so it's like at first I was like, dang, Shannon, it is kind of fucked up that you just you know went on the show and said fuck Jim. But it's like, girl, no, it is fuck Jim. Will is a doctor. He's fine. Mm -hmm. He has ambition. And by mm -hmm. the end of the season, he's five hundred thousand dollars richer. So yes, I'm leaving you. One hundred percent. Like I don't blame. And her then she all. said, and then she said she had to tell Jim that she was going to think about marrying him after the show. Are you who are you in the relationship, Shannon? She's waiting. She said she's a hunter. That was she's she's a hunter. <laughs> but so this, like it just likes to wear. She she clearly likes to wear the pants. She likes to wear the pants. But but Jim just got to go. Jim got to go. So yeah. at, at this point, I'm down for it. Let that nigga go. Like clearly, he's not providing anything. I need you to be a provider. So. At first, I was like, ooh, now she cheating. But now it's like, girl, she ain't cheating on nobody. But above, nothing but a mother. And Shut I do up. want to speak on this comment a little bit, too. Because I was thinking this. So Estelle says, I can't believe Will was so in love with her. He was like a puppy around her. Like, I feel like this week, we really got to see a soft side of Will that I have never seen. I feel mm -hmm. like I've seen... I've never like I I watched this season before, but I wasn't conceptualizing anything. I know him more in seven, and he was really kind of like game body in seven. Like mm -hmm. he had no emotions, the evil Dr. Will that like the show, you know, preaches about. And then we see him come back time and time again with these, you know, jury round tables. It's just like, like I said, like Dr. Will is like this character that Big Brother has talked up. And it's like you don't really see the raw person. And yeah. I feel like this week we're seeing the raw Will Kirby, which I really, really enjoy. Like he isn't just like this. This 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 god of the game that you can't aspire to be like, or that you want to aspire to be like. He is a regular player that wanted to quit, that was at the bottom of the house, that didn't know where his next move would come from. So mm -hmm. I really like that. I like seeing this side of him. Yeah, I did too. It was very interesting, especially the wanting to quit and and just like the puppy dog, like like they said, the puppy dogness of it all. Telling her I love you, she don't give a damn. She's not even saying it back. There's literally a scene. There's literally a scene. And he's like, she's rubbing his hair. And he's like, I mean, I just can't. I love you. And she's like, aw. <laughs> you know how I feel about you. <laughs> and it's like, it's almost like, I always thought the, the relationship with Shannon was like simping for Will and Will got that girl unlocked. But really, it's like, he's simping he's for, Shannon. for Shannon. He's simping for Shannon. Like, Shannon, like you said, rubbing his, his, his scalp. I, 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 I feel like. I love you. It's crazy. Like, of course, you don't want to be in a situation where you're taking care of a man. But I can definitely see if this is how she approached the relationship with Jim, like why he's such a bum. Because he probably yeah. thinking, oh, she want me. Like she, 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 she's a provider. She's the yeah. one, and he probably at home all day, laid up under her, waiting yeah. for her to get home like a big ass shot. See, we'll <laughs> go lay up under you and then go to work, go do some surgeries, Period. bring home the bacon, and then get Period. the bacon. Period. Win the bacon. So, girl. That's that's cute for them. It's cute. I do think it's kind of cute when Will is being all, you know, different because that's not how he usually is. So mm -hmm. that part is very, very cute. Now, after this, um, we know that the girls wasn't getting no food. They was eating peanut butter and jelly. And Bunky feel a little bad. So he's telling the boys, I mean, I might throw it if we do a food comp and it's boys versus girls again. And Hardy gets mad about this. Hardy's getting real big mad about oh. Bunky wanted to throw the thing. And it's like, why are you mad? Like even like I, I just don't know why you're mad. Be a man. Like I don't know. I feel like Monkey was like Monkey was like. Monkey. Seems like I have more compassion. No, Monkey meant to say. Seems like I'm the only man in the house. 
Ooh. man enough to allow myself for these women to eat is what is what Bucky should have said. But I just I don't I don't get it. I don't get why Harley is so mad about that. They don't care about them girls. And and that's and that's star. cute too. That's cute too. But it's also like I don't know why you're mad at Bunky for giving a fuck. I mean, if you give so many fucks, you give fuck. Bunky don't want to give fuck. Bunky, don't give fuck. He's telling Bunky, don't ever say it again. Don't ever say that you're gonna throw it again. Promise me you won't throw. It. Okay, girl. This comment. This comment. He had such an attitude this week, but in general, Hardy like the body Adi will always be there. But Hardy got his personality <laughs> okay. is. Oh, the personality. His personality is weird. It really is. Like it Probably. gets slight anger issues. No shade. Ooh, he just it. seems so wound up all the time. And like Chilltown is like really getting under his skin. Like it was definitely giving a slight HOI this this week. Like he definitely wanted everything to go his way. It was so yeah. yeah. He's very particular, and then he gets mad if what he wants doesn't happen. It's just weird. I hate I, I hate how he responded to Bunky. That was just weird for me. Like, shut up, girl. It's okay. It's okay if Bunky wants this and you don't. And I think he's controlling. Like, like people yeah. talk about Nicole. He, people talk about Nicole being controlling, and Nicole kind of accepts that. But Hardy is so stern on, I'm not this way, and I'm not this way, and I'm not right. that way, and people just think I am. But really, I'm just a nice guy, and I'm mm -hmm. good, and people like me because that's because period. And it's like, no, really, you want to control everything down to the vote being three specific votes here, three specific right. votes here. You get the one to do it. You need to make sure that no one's doing this because you want to make sure the food comp goes this you're very controlling. And, and if, I, if anybody is cool with Chilltown and they're a problem with me, it's just like, okay, girl. I feel like this isn't good for Autumn, so we need to make sure that it's, it's Autumn goes home because this isn't good for Autumn. You can't be speaking for everybody in the world, Buki. And he just wants to speak for everybody in the world. And I feel like that's just interesting. It's weird. So then we get to the food comp, but it's not even teams. They're all working together, and they have to catch these balls with a bunch of food items on them. 27 of the balls have the food items they request. Each of them got to request three food items and they got to catch all them balls to see what kind of food they get. They catch the balls, they get some food. Boom. Period. Love a good food comp. Well, no, we don't. don't Actually, love, but it, it's there. It's definitely there. It was it was cute. It's definitely a We get my favorite scene of the week, actually, which was a Bunky and Kent. <laughs> really? Uh, what's their ship name? Uh, Bunkin. Bent. Bent. Or, or Kunky. Kunky is crazy. Oh, Kinky. Kinky. <laughs> I kind of like Bent. Bent is simple, cute. He's Barbie, and he's just Ken. And he's Ken! <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's real cute. They're basically besties. Besties. Bestie, it's like besties. the whole... It's like the gay gay best friend, straight best friend. I love that. I love that for real, for real. Mm -hmm. If only they... If only one of them he calls Bunky an old homo, and Bunky calls him an old grump. <laughs> <laughs> it's real beautiful. And they, like, sleep nah, it's together. It's kind of cute. It is kind of cute. Sleep together is crazy. But, like, Kent sleeps alone in his room, um, in the HOH room, because he snores. He gets the HOH room. They yeah, Kent gets the, the HOH room, room. And he snores. And Bunky sleeps in there with him. On the floor. On the floor. Just, just because? I mean, so that's cute. Right? So basically, they they sleep in the same room. Bunky doesn't have a problem with him snoring, and Bunky likes sleeping on the floor. Bunky said he likes sleeping on the floor, so he don't got no problem sleeping on the floor in there. And there's times where like Kent is putting blankets over Bunky while Bunky doesn't have a blanket over him. I mean, like he got a built-in blanket, so did he really need that? He got a built-in blanket. You talking about the hair on his back? Yes, Bunky needs to shave expeditiously. They have a scene this week about 
will shaving, like how he does the manscaping. They definitely need to give Bunky some tips. I'm so I'm sorry. I, I don't like looking if at that. If that was in the kitchen, if he was just walking around the kitchen, I would throw up. I'm no sorry. shade. No shade. I would gag a little bit. Uh, just a, I, just I would slightly. Gag. Just slightly. He does definitely need to bed. I'm sorry. <laughs> but um that this this scene was so cute. Like I don't know why I was like getting so giddy in my seat. But they're friends. And I also like that it's like showing um the, the lines of how the other people or the real people side is 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 linking up because Kent and Bucky are really really close. We hear other people talk about how close they are, so they're close, and I think it expands farther than just being friends. In the game, they're gonna, they're gonna move close. The homo and the homophobe, besties. <laughs> so now y'all get friends. No, for real. Period. Then we get some more details on how it's rapid, how it's looking because we get a scene about the untouchable, untouchable, untouchable the secret alliance season, bitch. Which is Monica oh, is, is Danielle and Jason crying shaking because the girls the crown is flipping a bit. Girl, every time the girls mention secret alliance, they bring up Jason and Danielle and Chow, Monica, Christie, and Hardy had that shit on lock season dos. Season two. Hey. No shame, bitch. So the three of them are linked up, of course. We get a lot of scenes of Hardy. Um, well, really all of them saying how how much they trust each other the most and how they just get each other naturally. So they in the chat talk about well, no. <laughs> but but they just get each other naturally, so they vibe and whatever, boom. It seems like in this relationship, Krista and Hardy. Well, I think Krista's in the center. Krista's closest to Hardy, and Krista is closest to Monica. And right. Hardy basically told Krista, unless I tell you, don't say nothing to Monica, we're good. And you can tell anything to Monica because I trust y'all. But if I say don't say nothing, don't say nothing. So it shows that Krista and Hardy are really close. And then Monica's also in this alliance. And Krista and Monica are really close. So this is a really cute scene. It really shows that Krista, at this point, I'm like, Krista, that's that girl. 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 girl." Um, Boom. Then we see... Shannon trying to bond. Earlier when Shannon and Will was canoodling, Will told her, you need to try your best to try to suck up. And I guess this is her way of doing it. But all she's really doing is judging them the whole time. She, she's so bad at it. Like, she so obviously does not give a fuck about them. And, like, she can't hide it. But, like, her trying to be fake is just like, oh, let me let me, let me, me smoke with you guys. And, and it's just, she fake coughing. She fake laughing. It's like, you, Everything like, is fake. We know you Everything don't like smoking. We know you don't like us. Like I don't know. Maybe she should. Maybe she would be better on one on one accords because I know that she has like a good relationship with uh, Nicole because they start working out this week. You know, it's like she vibes a little bit with Monica when they're like joking and kidding around. It's like she definitely is not good with the group settings at all because it's like she tries to be funny, but it's like underhanded. You know, yeah. like girl, she's rude. She's being you thought, rude. You thought, like, you thought you ate that, huh? You're you're talking about like she's making fun of them smoking. It's like weird. she puffed a cigarette. She's like, oh, is this how this makes y'all feel every time? Like, like oh, what? Man, yeah. like, oh, I guess I'll try this shit that I shouldn't be trying that y'all do all the time. Let me see. <laughs> like all like girl, damn, like this is what y'all do all the time. Like y'all just feeling real. Like girl, what the <laughs> fuck is this? Like this is bomb. I don't even think she could do good in one-on-one. I think she just needs to not be a bitch. No shame. Like, she just needs not be. She just needs to not be the way she is. Like, well, that's what I'm gonna say. That's her personality, child. And this is and this is what I feel. I feel like it's okay if that's your personality. That's just your personality. Be real. The issue is that she's not being a real. You know, Monica, Monica said 
she's real like me. I like Shannon because she's real like me, but she's a slick ass. Mm-hmm. You're a slick ass. You're trying to pretend to da, 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 and, and make these slick ass comments. She makes slick ass comments all the time. If you're gonna right. be real, be, be real. real. Don't be fake. Just be like, 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 even I can think of Ken. Ken don't like gay people, but when he talked to Bunky about it, he said, Can you tell me about you being gay? If Shannon really wanted to know why they were smoking, she could have been like, honestly, can I honestly just ask y'all for real? Why do y'all smoke? Just be real. If you're gonna be real, I be real. Why do y'all smoke right now when I feel that way? But her coming over, let me let me smoke. (laughs) Girl, Girl, this shit stank. Y'all do this. Y'all do this shit. Like, girl. Like, girl, get the fuck out of my face. That's literally what they they say. Put my my cigarette down. I get a set number of these. Put my shit down. Like, girl, what? So that's her issue is do that they, she's. Do you think they purposely not cast people who smoke anymore? Like, I don't think. When was the last? Was the I feel like the last smoker was like Jason Roy. Jason was a chain smoker. Chain girl. smoker, girl. I don't remember anyone that's smoking since him for real. Steve smoked in twenty. Steve, the one who went home first in twenty. I, I remember mean, that. Oh, okay, yeah, and that was one um, week. I remember he that. He gotta go. Big brother said he gotta go. Did didn't see twenty one. Didn't and twenty two was uh, twenty three. When am I smoking in 23? I, I don't think people smoke. I don't think the girls smoke no more. They vape now. No, oh, Nicole from 24 smoked, didn't she? I feel like I remember Nicole and Daniel smoking. They or were like they, they just smoke. nasty looking? <laughs> <laughs> Tell if they just look nasty. They just look like they smoke. They look like they smell like the first smoke. person. You know what? Big I feel like I do recall Big D getting stressed one day and was like, I need to get a cigarette. I need my cigarettes. Big D did smoke. <laughs> <laughs> but these last, I just think these last two seasons either they went home early or there just wasn't a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Wasn't a lot of you think they al- would allow vapes? Like, who would I don't think they would allow vapes, vapes, but I wonder why brother. not. It's just nicotine as well, isn't it? It is. I feel like they should allow vapes, but maybe either either someone just wouldn't need, wouldn't, no one has ever requested a vape, or maybe they just yeah. wouldn't allow. But I don't see why I feel not. Like would run out. I did see somewhere that you have to bring your own. Like when Evil Dick was in eight. He had mm-hmm. to bring his own set of cigarettes. Like it was like a bunch of boxes that he had of cigarettes. Oh, didn't she ruin them? Somebody yeah. ruined Jen ruined his cigarettes. I used to get to that season. That's my mama. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> he burned her with him and she she ruined all of them. Ate the up. Um, Shannon and Diary room fake crime about how she realizes she's a bitch. Sure, Dan. My <laughs> thing is, y'all, watching this, I know. She uses somebody's toothbrush to scrub the toilet. So when I saw this scene, my first thought was, "You're lying." Well, and a lot of a lot of terrible people do this. And I don't know Shannon personally, but a lot of like people who know they're doing bad, fucked up shit do this. They pretend to be aware of the fucked up shit and oh, I'm just so bad, but really they still acting bad. And it's like Shannon, I need you to. So she can't. She said she had an epiphany. She can't have an epiphany. She can have a real epiphany. If you had a real epiphany, you wouldn't be scrubbing people's t- breasts with the toilet the next day. Well, boom. Bunky and Krista talk. This was a random conversation. We don't get any details of it, but Bunky is seemingly anxious, but he's always really anxious. Seeming. He is. He gives. He's that always energy. really anxious. Seeming. Very Kevin BB eleven twenty two energy. Mostly BB twenty two energy because Kevin didn't even get that energy BB eleven. But when Kevin was in BB twenty two, he gave that nervous energy. Mm-hmm. I was like, ooh. Like, wow, like, and it reminds me of that. But um, Krista says that she might have heard people saying his name here and there. She didn't tell him who. She didn't tell him why. She didn't tell him what. Very hey, right. girl. Don't why tell you, me. Why you even tell me? Shut up. But um, after this, Mike has a diary room. 
and he mentions he references a deal that Hardy had made with him. Girl, and a deal or a threat? <laughs> we flash back to this deal, and Hardy's Hardy is basically having this idea that he knows he's not nominating Mike, so he wants to make a deal with Mike. And we see him attempt to make this deal with with Mike, and he says, "Mike, um, if I don't nominate you, you don't nominate me." And you can agree or disagree. And if you disagree to this deal, then I'm nominating you. Okay. My thing is, is this a deal? <laughs> or are you requesting that I that I say yes or else? This is it's, a, like, it's, it's really like a statement. Like, it's like, <laughs> the, well, it's, <laughs> it's like, like you don't have time to think. You don't have time to contemplate. I need an answer. You can and you will. And Mike was very confused, and I would be too. Who the fuck is he talking to like that? And so I would be confused. Me, I would like yes, me, He would be like, "You can either accept it or you don't." And I would have been like, "Okay, girl, King, I accept." <laughs> please get out of my face. I would, I, honestly, please stop playing with me. Either you're gonna put me up or you're not gonna put me up. How about that? And that's the realty. Period. But anyways, Mike's like, "Give me time to think about it." He goes talk to Chilltown. He tells Chilltown the tea about it. And basically, he's telling them that he wants to try to repitch a plan because that plan is bullshit. Like, you're basically forcing me to agree to it. It's so Mike is going to attempt It's like, not even, it's nothing. Not, like, are, you, are you even putting me up for real? No, you're not. So it doesn't matter. Literally. Period. So Mike plans on pitching to Hardy later a, a counter. Yeah. And, and his counter is trying to save all of Chilltown, which yes. is like, girl... You can kiss that dream goodbye. And I think that's why it's important, and he definitely isn't being on that level yet. It's definitely important that Mike created that deal and tried to get in with the other people and things like that. Like, all Chilltown did, like, together was go, like, Mike and Shannon specifically, they just went down with the team. Like, it's like the, it's not even them individually, minus Shannon. Shannon individually is going down but it's them together as in this group because you see like will will is starting to make those individual uh relationships and he's pissing people off less we haven't gotten a montage of people hating will in a minute like mm-hmm. at all we've gotten mm-hmm. new ones from shannon we've gotten new ones from mike nothing from will and it's like you need to separate yourself when the ship starts going down you need to jump okay yeah. i've been like i don't know those people yes i want the deal i want an alliance too yeah. too. they won't expect it but you yeah. know, it's a BB two, so mm-hmm. I don't really expect them to be thinking on that level, really. But I will say, I was like not impressed, but it was interesting to think that Mike thinks strategically. This is the second time Mike has thought like not even the second. Mike continuously thinks a little bit strategically. He's just not good at it. Even the initial HOH plan, it was like that was a plan. It wasn't a good plan, but it was a plan. And this is like another plan that he's coming up with. And it's like you be coming up with plans. Why be coming up with plans? That's interesting. So I like that. I think that might come up. And BB7 again when he's actually doing a little bit better. Like maybe he is good at making plans. And I remember in BB14, he was a part of making some alliances and making deals with people. He so, was a very active planner in BB14. So yeah, like it's I interesting think, though because like I really he was annoying as fuck to me in BB14. And honestly, I enjoy this chill town. BB7 chill town. Now, I haven't watched it in a minute, but I just remember like. The, the it was giving obnoxious. I don't that, like, and, and, I don't find like one scene I recall is them being in the diary room, like, oh, the, the, the issues are not like it the issue, the I issue is, Will, but I just like Mike makes it corny, no shame. Mike makes everything corny to rapping. But this is the issue the type of personalities they have, it's only rootable if they're losing. 
Yes. When you're when you're winning and you're a cocky asshole, I fucking it's hate not you. cute. It's not cute at all. You can be a cocky asshole barely, ba- barely, because America didn't even like them. But you could maybe get away with still getting liked if you're losing and you're playing from the bottom as a cocky person or a terrible person. But if you're winning, it's like yuck. No one gives a heck about you, and that's applicable in a lot of like situations where there's underdogs. Like yeah. I, one I can think of is Jess and Cody. Like everyone didn't love Jess and Cody, but I kind of like had an inclination to root for Jess and Cody because they were so like hated. It was such an opposition against 90 people. But if Justin Cody were running the house being transphobic and weird, yuck. I would never yeah. transphobic. Which they were. When, when we opened up the feeds, they were running the game. Yeah. And I remember a lot of people at first did not like them at yeah. all. Any of those yeah. show dances, really. So it's like, it's really, a lot of times it's about the cards you're dealt and the position you're getting. And if you're not in that position, people might not even have liked you. Ooh. Another one, Nicole Franzel. I was just going to say, Nicole Franzel. She's a great example. Her, her origin, she was loved and adored. Me. Her I first love, season. I voted Nicole for um, American Pearl House Guest in 16. I love me some Nicole Franzel. Yep. And then, boom, she came back and she was in a good position and she was just insufferable. And it's like, God. But um, yes. So in this season, it's it's easier to handle. But in BB7, it's like, okay, calm down. Um, But we move. Mike um, and Hardy finally. T- oh, real quick, we get a scene with Kent and Bunky discussing that they think Hardy is maybe getting a little smitten with Krista, and we'll see that come back a little bit later. So put a pin in that. Yeah, yeah, Krista Which mother. is interesting because, I mean, if I was Krista and I had to choose, hmm. Mike Wait, approaches Hardy. Who? I would choose Hardy if I was Krista. Between who? Oh, you're just saying you would pick him out of the bunch? Oh, yes. If I have to find somebody, because, you know, we find out later on that Krista has options. <laughs> I don't Krista need... has options. She was with Justin at first, mind you. So yeah. Krista has options. And if I was if I was a girl in the house who had options, I know which option I'm choosing. Girl, Hardy would be my man. And it's not Mike Boogie. And it's definitely not, not definitely not the grandpa. Why you call him a grandpa? Does he not look like he's 40? <laughs> Mike and Hardy talk. And that's Mike, generous because honestly, a four-year-old would be looking good. He looks, he looks old. He looks like aged. He looks aged, and like he, and it's like he's pretending to be like a twenty-year-old. But it doesn't. To me, it doesn't give age. Well, it does give age, but not because he looks old. He kind of looks sickly a little bit to me. No offense, but like he kind of looks just. Different. I think it's the oversized clothes. Maybe that's what it is. I think he's trying to look young, so it makes it, him yeah, look Yeah, that's what old. it gives. Because you're 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 already old and you're dressing like you're young but you look old but honestly i think him and hardy are the same age and that's in this, crazy in this season i think him and hardy are, are that's the- absolutely insane mike looks 50. God. And, <laughs> and he gets just older from there i don't want to verify but um mike and hardy talk and mike pitches his deal which is basically you could have three people protecting you next week than just me and wouldn't that be better because um, you'll be more safe. Hardy was 31, Mike Boogie was 30. Oh, God! That's shocking. He, he looks older than him. Three times older than him. I'm so sorry. But also, I'm not. He's in jail for being a stalker. So, anyway. Well, not jail. Oh, not jail. But he <laughs> he has been sued. And he has for that and multiple other reasons. Family. Um, so, that's scary. But anyways, <laughs> Michael approaches Hardy about this plan that maybe you could have three people t- protecting you instead of one. Hardy isn't down for it. 
I don't know how I feel about it because this is the issue. Chilltown thinks Hardy's stupid and he's too mm-hmm. stupid to be down for it. I think Hardy's just stubborn. I don't think Hardy's stupid. I just think Hardy is, and, and this is the thing, I'm not saying take the deal, but the way that Hardy turns it down, he's like, I'm not doing that. So either you're, you're either you're taking the deal or you're not you alone. It's just you. And it's like, you can think about something. It's okay to consider other things that other like people that. say. Like, I feel like Hardy has a, 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 a wall. And if anyone says something he disagrees with, he doesn't want to hear it. Like the yeah. autumn thing, Nicole was like, well, maybe we could say, but nope. it's just not good for her. It's also this moral high horse that he likes to put himself on. Like he's already expressed in the DRs throughout the week to his to his allies that these people are evil, that he mm-hmm. is not resting until he gets all three of these people out of the game. I know he's sick about Will. Mm-hmm. But and that he will literally go home if all three of them go home. Like the way he's talking is that these evil, devilish. Abomination. Try Captain America duty to get him right. out, and then I'll bow out because right. I'm just I'm I'm the I'm superhuman. Literally. I'm a superhero, and I'm just here to help the the civilians. That's how it feels. It feels like he's just y'all I'm need help you little peasants. I work. <laughs> I just, it's like, I'm gonna help you peasants and you civilians make it past the supervillains, and then I'll fly away. You know how superheroes fly away when they're mm-hmm. done. That's how it gets, and it's like nigga, you ain't nobody. Please, but my man Please. potentially. Huh? Uh, this was also the scene where Mike is like, if I were you, I would put up somebody like, I would try to take out someone likable because mm-hmm. then you can have a better chance at winning the game. And Hardy was like, I'm not likable. Like, that just shows me. He takes everything so sideways. You're not listening to what I'm saying. Because what Mike is essentially trying to pitch is something, a strategy that we see a lot. Well, we just saw Chris do it last week. Like, we're the most hated people in the house. We could be shields for you to get you to the end of the game. You could beat mm-hmm. all of us because no one likes us. Mm-hmm. And Hardy isn't taking that into account at all, which I kind of understand. I mean, Chilltown is definitely looking at Hardy, and I don't think him keeping them safe would necessarily help him if they were to get another round. But, I mean, still, like, you don't need to, like, outwardly just deny it because Mike knows you're not really interested in working anything out with me. You're just mm-hmm. basically trying Playing to threaten me. And yeah. I mean, we also realized later that like he really only did just to try and cause a rift between Mike and Will. So mm-hmm. Mike denying it, I mean, just shut all of that down. Yeah, I feel like it. It would have been just better strategically, and of course, this is the first season. But Hardy should have just genuinely wanted to have a real deal with Mike. Like this should be real. He should actually want to deal with Mike, so that if Mike went the second next HOH, which I mean, he could have. And then you have a, li- a real deal with Mike where you're actually safe. And I feel like Hardy's just, it, you can tell Hardy's smart, but I also see like there's a cap to Hardy's level of gameplay because he's on this moral high ground. I think it's pre- preventing him from playing better. So, hey, we here. Yeah. This is when we get you to know, the dog. down the dog sometimes. Lucy Nicole infiltrating children. Yeah. You know what the fuck she's doing. Yeah, just play the game. I don't know. Um, but he he's too he's too he's too good for that. If he has to kiss ass to play the game, he doesn't want to play. Yeah, he's just too good for that. Kent says the same thing. Kent says the same thing, and it's like both of you niggas is is. I mean, we see the final two. Well, hmm. Hardy says, um, oh, he nominates the two people, and it's Hardy. I mean, it's Will and Shannon, of course. And he says, Shannon, I just never felt close to you. It never seemed like we vibed. It never seemed like we became friends. And Will, honestly, same to you. <laughs> and he picks up the um the big ass box. One arm, mind you. Oh, it's a heavy it's box. It's on the too. thumbnail. 
<laughs> it's a heavy box. I mean, he picks it up with one arm and he starts walking away. And Shannon was like, wow, that was probably about the most cowardice thing I've ever heard in my life. And then Hardy walks, turns around, looking real good, sorry. And he says, I mean, you want to you wanna give me an explanation for that while I'm still here? And Shannon was like, I mean, considering me and Will are the closest. And Hardy was like, the closest to what? And he was like, <laughs> considering me and Will are the closest to each other. He's like, what does that have to do with me? And she was like, you, you know, you can take it however you want. It doesn't have anything to do with you. And that was that on that. And he walked away. Um, and he walked away. <laughs> I find Shannon very hilarious for that. Because <laughs> she said what no, she said. Shannon... I, like people, I like people who get mad when they nom. Bitch, I, you nominated. <laughs> right. Shannon, <laughs> it is funny because she was acting all fake, the fake laugh and the smoke, the fake smoke and all that, smiling and giggling in everybody's face. Because she knew she had a chance to go up. And as soon as she goes up, all that shit fly out the window. She's done. <laughs> and she fucks with Hardy this entire week. I know yeah, he was She don't get off his neck. He, she stayed on that man's neck the entire week. He wakes up in the morning. He think it's all bright and shiny. Hey, Hardy. Mm, coward. Mm. <laughs> It's always something. Literally, it seemed like every time she saw him, it was something. She she, she, something. she had something to say every time she saw him. Coward. <laughs> and then every time he'd be like, how? I mean, you nominated me and Will. Literally, every time. And he would always be confused every time. Hardy <laughs> was always confused. But um, So boom, those are the noms. We see there's a diary room and Shannon and Will are in there pouting, sad. And Will says, I mean, I'm thinking about just um, that voluntarily leaving. Voluntarily leaving? Over Shannon? Dr. Simp Will, y'all. Ladies and gentlemen. Lord, over Shannon? Shannon? You was gonna lose out on $500,000 for Shannon? I can see if it was Janelle. I it was Janelle. Krista. Somebody. Nicole. For Shannon? Girl, Shannon? he wasn't thinking. He wasn't thinking. He was in love. Just Mind you, he's the winner. So imagine if, if, if Dr. You're Trump this week. She would have went home. Chilltown would have She literally would have went home next. Unless she won HOH. Now that would have been a guy. Nicole would have won this game. Maybe we needed him to do that. that right. Or oh, oh, honestly, Monica probably wins. That too. And that's the real Gagiana. We and need. that's even better. <laughs> imagine oh. everyone is a black woman. Oh. 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 <laughs> Let's, where, where, where is that multiverse? We need to go there. We do need to be there. The first two winners could be black women. Oh, oh. That's a universe where that Six happens. Go Monica didn't they? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Girl, so Shannon says, you need to stay because he's going to be more intimidated by you because you're a man and I'm a woman. And I plan on making him cry all week. So mm-hmm. we're just going to make sure you stay. So that's Shannon's plan. And she gets to it, bitch. Don't worry. She's going to execute. The fuck? So, um, this next scene is so hilarious because the house guests they chilling, they smoking outside, and Hardy he's like, you know, I just feel so bloated. And here comes Shannon. Well, I guess that's what yellow does to you. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? What are about? you saying? And he's like, huh? what? And she's like, well, you, you're a coward, and you're clearly jealous of Will and I. So, and he's like, why would I be jealous? Like, I don't understand because she's basically upset. That he put both of them up together. And so she's trying to argue here in front of everyone. I mean, it's just a coward move. Like, you could have used this card, but you didn't want to play that card. And Hardy's just like, I wanted one of you out. So if I didn't put y'all up next to each other, I would have put y'all up next to some random person, and you would have went anyway. 
So what is the difference? If she's just, I mean, well, you're a coward. You're, you're just jealous of us. I don't know, Hardy. You're a coward. You're jealous. You wish you had a bitch this pretty. Like, <laughs> let, no, let you and Kristen will never be me and Shannon. Let's get that correct. <laughs> And it's like, what? The next thing and he's just like, thing, why would I be jealous? Literally, though, he was so confused. But no, honestly, I don't know. What, what do y'all have? The, the, <laughs> issue with Shannon, the issue with Shannon and like all these stuff she's saying is like, girl, what are you talking about? Yeah, because she even, even at the nomination ceremony, which is like, clearly, we're the closest. Mm -hmm. What are you talking about? Shannon is, Shannon is definitely one of those girls that cannot argue. Like, anytime she's like faced, I'm like, like Right, but and it's like, but anytime she's faced with like any type of altercation, it's like she stumbles over her words or she doesn't say the right thing. It's so weird, yeah. but it's also crazy because she's so confrontational. It's like you mm -hmm. can't be confrontational and not know how to confrontate. <laughs> confrontate is crazy, <laughs> but literally. Um, so the house realizes Chilltown just big mad. Basically, we get a diary, we get a few diary rooms, and Monica says in hers, she says Chilltown thought they shit didn't stink, mm -hmm. and it's like. That's literally what it is, though. They thought they were those girls, and now they're nommed, and now specifically Shannon is mad about it. She's mad about it. Krista gave you hoes one week. And now your time's up. Period. Period. Hardy talks to his crew, Nicole, Kent, and Bunky, and he tells them about the mic deal and how everybody needs to keep that under wraps, and if it gets out, he knows it's going to be them. And, whoop, whoop, whoop. and it's like, why are you low-key threatening every time you talk to somebody? <laughs> no, literally, though. And if I did tell somebody, what are you going to do, Hardy? I mean, then I'm going to know that it's you. There's no veto this week. So what are you going to do? <laughs> you can't re-put re me up. Like, which like, another what? reason why veto could have been real cunt. Like, the regular, regular veto. Not that silver power of veto that we get next season. If it was the <laughs> golden power of veto from the beginning, like, girl, mm -hmm. I'm looking at these competitions. Yeah. Imagine a good, nasty Mike Vito win, girl. Especially Ooh. in these older seasons, because when they first introduced the Golden Power of Vito, everybody could play in season four. Yeah. So imagine true. everyone plays, Mike wins Vito, uses it on Will. Mm. Girl. I mean, Shannon still goes home, but that's she a does. gag. She does. But still, it's, it, would, it would just cause, he got to think about the stuff, he got to backstab up, put up one of your friends. Mm -hmm. Ooh, but you know what I just thought about, actually? What? That definitely just makes them like Mike already has a target on his back. But if he were to be able to win another competition and use it in that way, it just puts a bigger target on his back, really. Yeah. And I think that is probably why in these newer seasons, it's so like they always make it seem like so detrimental. Like like in BB nineteen, we have to get out Jessica and Cody. Yeah. But it's like they have the possibility of winning competitions, and that makes them dangerous. Yeah, it makes it it makes it really scary because just one HOA it's like a double edged sword. Yeah, just one HOH for them, it's over. Mike wins one HOH. Boom, Hardy, you're out. Potentially. So that's interesting. But um, this is also the scene where Hardy tells them, he's like, mm -hmm. they think they got it all figured out. They think Mike thinks I want to win the game. Why would I want to do that? I just want to get y'all out. You thought you ate that? You thought you ate that. He What's so annoying is that. that, like, you no. definitely want to win. There's no way. You came from Pennsylvania across country to LA to be mm -hmm. on TV for however mm -hmm. many months mm -hmm. and be in this and house with cut out from the outside world and you don't want to win. Like, please. Nobody Why buying I want to win. They think it's kind of like when you get caught in a lie and you try to like make it be like, actually, I didn't say I was 30 years old. 
I just said that I was younger. Like, girl, shut the fuck up. You, you lost. And you're old. Boom. So, <laughs> Will Dyroom, Will has Dyroom, he says his um, personal vendetta is to get out Hardy. So he wants to get out Hardy so, so bad. Mike and Will kind of talk about how Shannon finna get herself taken out of the game so we can just let her go ahead and bow out gracefully. Thank you, Shannon. Yeah, it's Thank funny because it's like Will... I don't know. I thought in that conversation, Will really wasn't necessarily entertaining it too much. Like, he's yeah. depressed. He's nominating his girlfriend to go home. And Mike is just like, yeah, I mean, she keeps doing that. I mean, you're definitely staying. And, my, and Will is just like, yeah, but, you know. And she's like, yeah, just let her let her run around the house and explode. <laughs> you're definitely good. And Will's over here like, I mean, I want to quit. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, Mike thinks it's cute. Mike is really trying to, like, ensure Shannon goes and that Mike stays and he says that both of them need to target Hardy. They both kind of talk about how Hardy's stupid and they think he ain't done it good and they need to take him out. Love that for them. Good luck on that HOH. Let's see how that goes. Um, <laughs> now we see a scene of them hand washing the laundry with the little rolly thing like they're in the 18th century. Very interesting. And that leads to the yeah, luxury conversation. Washer and dryers were both invented and they have a dryer. I think it's just a washer or something. I don't know. No, it's not because they have to. What is that? What is that in the corner? There was literally. Well, no, they're like, dry. So they have a dryer. They just have to wash it. They just manually. have to wash it. That's it's weird. Like, okay. Is that not weird? Why they didn't give them a washing machine? I'm confused. Where's the clothesline? I'm very confused. I just don't understand. So, but anyways, this goes to the luxury competition where. What do they even got to do? What are they doing this for? They split into two teams, and uh, winner gets their laundry professionally cleaned. Oh, that's what they get, their laundry cleaned, which is so crazy. But anyway, so they end up splitting into two teams. They end up doing it. Bunky, Shannon, Kent, and Nicole win. They get their laundry cleaned. Love that for you. Which is a big thing, because hand-washing your laundry. I would actually, you know, I was thinking it seems so soothing. I would love in the Big Brother house. What? I would love in the Big Brother house to, to, to do my own laundry by hand. It, it seems just calming. I can like just be in you my just own be zone. Talking. You just it's be true. Talking. They don't have nothing else to do. Might as well do the laundry by hand. I don't know. They talking about they bored all the time. You bored because you're not doing your laundry. Girl, what's what's the fun about doing laundry? It's not fun. It's just calming. It's like it's like um meditating. What's calming about doing laundry. It's like meditating. The repetitive motion, the sound of the water. You don't see. It's a vibe for me. It's going to be a vibe for me. It's going to be a vibe for me. But now we get America's choice. What gift would you like to give? What gift would you like the house guests to receive this week? A pull-up bar, a massage chair, or a toaster? They got a toaster, y'all. Bunky happy because he's like, oh, you know, I feel good because apparently he was running around all week saying that he wants a toaster. And it's like, I mean, I want a massage chair, America. Me too. Or a pull-up bar. But everybody can use the pull-up bar. So that's super true. Who, 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 I like Hardy, the only one who wanted that damn pull-up bar. Who, Shannon. Who the was, Shannon. Um, home, so I hope that's not what she wanted. You ain't gonna be able to use it <laughs> for that week, for those three days. Um, we see Nicole and Shannon bond over working out. Um, mm-hmm. Nicole, mother, sh- m- mother, uh, mother. Period. Can't say her last name. I think but it's um, <laughs> is um, social, social getting icon. that jury vote, getting her another jury vote secured. It's definitely just giving girl. You knew Shannon was leaving this week. 
Yeah, 100%. Like, now there's an extra bonding time. Like, the crowd know what the fuck she be doing, bro. Did you really just want to learn? And I will say, you know, she asked her um, in the weeks earlier. But it's like, you see throughout this week, you know, she just spends a little bit more extra time with Shannon. And it's like, girl, what's crazy is that, like, she's closely aligned with Hardy. She knew Shannon was going up. And now she's smiling and giggling in Shannon's face. Yes. You can't tell me Nicole don't know what the fuck she's doing. Nicole knows what the fuck she's doing and, put, and playing dumb. Girl, be serious. Um, it's just my next... friend. I just want to know how to work out. Okay. Right. Sure, Dan. Work sure, out Dan. that jury vote. I know that's right. <laughs> um, the next scene is infamous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hardy is brushing his teeth, ready to go to bed. Mm-hmm. Shannon is in the kid. I mean, in the bathroom with him. She walks past him. He kind of does a little hearty laugh. <laughs> I guess thinking something's funny. I guess like shit's sweet. And that's what Shannon felt. Shannon was like, "What's funny, nigga?" What's she didn't say that, but she went in the back with her homies, Mike the rapper and Will, and she said, "What's funny?" I walk past. He laughing. What's funny? Are you laughing at me? So she's mad that he's laughing at him. And she's like, I don't understand why he's laughing at him. I don't know what he thinks is funny. So Will is in the bathroom now. Mike is in front of her. And she's like, I'm going to go clean the toilet. <laughs> and Mike was, like, Mike was like, huh? And she's like, I'm going to go clean, clean the toilet. toilet. Period. And he's like, and no one really knows what she's doing or talking about because it's like she just thought of this and started talking about it. So she goes in the bathroom um, she, and Will's in there. And he's the only one in there. She grabs Hardy's toothbrush, electric toothbrush. She goes to the toilet. She closes the door. She bends down. She puts his toothbrush underneath the rim. Mm. Turns it on. <laughs> and starts rotating. Circular motions, bitch. She really was cleaning it. Like she was, I'm thinking, like she really wants it to be clean. Like she was I'm sorry. It was. It really is hilarious. I hate to say it. It's just like it's. It's just like this is well, raw. That problematic. Though? This Didn't is raw reality know? TV. She's naughty though, isn't she? Naughty, 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 naughty. Who's <laughs> that naughty, naughty girl? I hate to be. I hate to. I'm not trying to be insensitive. I was gagging. It happened. Years but I'm gonna tell y'all something. I personally give a fuck that she. Scrubbed. It's not my toothbrush. Who's iconic? It's not my toothbrush. She ate that up. For me, she ate that up because I, I guess America was outraged and why would she do that? And uh, but me, I don't. That's not my toothbrush. That's not my nigga toothbrush. That's not my son toothbrush. My husband, my cousin toothbrush. I don't know that man. I don't know who Hardy is. I don't give a fuck what she did. Hardy toothbrush. Mm-hmm. And then Big Brother makes her fix the issue immediately, like almost immediately. She's yeah. like, sure. Please go to the dark. <laughs> she already know what the fuck is happening. Mm-hmm. And they basically tell her, like, girl, you know damn well you can't that away. That is a What the fuck did you think this was? You thought we was gonna let you do that? She she lucky she didn't get it. Don't sit down. Don't let those <laughs> don't sit down. Come with me. <laughs> but, but they basically um, tell her, girl, you need to replace it. So we're gonna take it out your stipend. We're gonna get you a new a new toothbrush <laughs> head. And you basically have to tell the house that you broke it. You have to go take it, rip it off, and tell them that you broke it. Mm-hmm. And that's what she did. That's but it's like, it's interesting because it's like, this is one of those situations I feel like I compared to like literally evil dick burning jam with the cigarettes. It's like, like, this is not something that can be 
replicated or like yeah, he, he even begging the pots and pans. Like this feels like a MTV real world type bad girls club mm-hmm. type of reality TV. Like these type of things don't happen in big world. Like I remember we joked about how you were like, if you was in the house and someone fucking with you, you throw their bed in the pool or you'll fuck their clothes. Big brother does not allow you to do those things. I feel like, I feel like mm-hmm. if you try to go grab bed, they're going to be like, and that's the issue. I feel like, why not? No offense, but like, they can't be held liable, girl. Because if he if he started brushing his teeth, he got sick, and he sued Big Brother. Okay, I understand not letting him brush his teeth. I just mean in the like, I don't think anyone can ever get nobody's toothbrush and put it in the toilet. And it's like, or or like you said, uh, I get it. It's not kosher, it's but. Not. It's real though. It's but it's real. They need to stop playing games. Like that was a raw and emotion. Start getting rich, period. <laughs> that was a raw emotion. She did what she yeah. had wanted to do, and we all saw it. Yeah. It feels like nowadays emotions are like fake in the big brother house. And I feel like I kind of hate that. It feels like mm-hmm. when they're mad, I know they're mad, but it just feels like you're not mad for real. And that's because of how the game progressed. Everyone is trying to play optimally. You don't get that's mad. True. You don't argue with people. You don't get pissy mad over small shit. The that people who true. do, we usually see go home early. Yeah, that is very It's true. not, it's not, um, I don't know something that you said a while ago. Like most winners don't even have arguments in the game. Yeah, they you know. know? So they it's like know. a lot of people now, it's like they're all, even if they don't know how to play the game. Their quotations game oriented, so they're trying. They're not trying to get caught up in like the catty and petty shit that would make them mm-hmm. to do something that would honestly just ruin their game. Like mm-hmm. the like the way Shannon, act, the way all of Chilltown is acting in BB Two, would get every last one of them sent home in a new era season. Like I don't even think one of them would be able to wheel their way. I don't know because we were doing some good work, but still though, yeah. like yeah. in new era BB, once the target is on your back and an alliance is formed against it. It is almost nothing that's going to break that up. So they definitely would not be able to get away with any the way they're acting in a new era season because we just don't see like people even. That's why people be so scared to like like the fact that Chilltown is so okay with being a minority. They're so okay yeah. with pissing them off and going against the grain. That doesn't happen usually when we see people in the minority now. They're kissing ass. They yeah. want to be in the majority so bad they refuse to work with each other. You know. Yeah. So, and I feel like. At least when it comes to like the drama wise, what I like about 23, 24, 25 is that we can't not really 23, but 24, 25, we kind of get game drama instead. Right. And I need at least that. I think with Big Brother, at least get a cast dynamic enough to cause game oriented drama. Right. We're flipping the entire house on you. Me and Jared are going to argue in the um, back room for 30 days. I really wish that was a house meeting. And that's what's so fun about. New era BB because with 24 and 25, we did have two huge shifts like the leftovers yeah. being formed and Corey yeah. uh flipping the house on uh J- J- Siri and J- Jared. And mm-hmm. I feel like even with uh BB 24, like BB 23, yes, the cookout was there, but like the entire alliance of the royal flush and then that basically being disbanded by jury and leaving all the members being like. Oh, what is our place in this game? It's like there's so much shifting, and and that is interesting because even if it's not petty drama like this, it's drama because people yeah. are upset. People are like it's 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 game drama, and that's fun. Yeah. And I feel like during that era of sixteen to twenty two, we didn't get that too much, you know. Or like if we that. did, it was something like like I thought like Joey and Pow Pow and BB sixteen like nothing they were doing early in their season. It wasn't 
interesting. Like it wasn't I'm, impactful. It home. didn't matter really. And, and right. that's what it was like. Uh, and then when we got Davon, <laughs> yeah, I'm crediting it to her because I feel like 17 and 18 both had an energy that was like a little bit different than the rest of that era. And I feel like it's because of more dynamic players were in those seasons, like right. Vanessa as well. But every other season, it's like, okay, it's the same thing. We'll do. You know what I will say? And the people on this season, terrible. But 21, when I finally watched it, because I didn't watch it initially, but when I went back and watched it, I was like, this is this doesn't fit in this era. I feel like the sh there was a shift before um, 23 even happened because 21 and 20, 20 and 21 were different. They were not like the 16 structure and everyone keep trying to repeat it over and over. 20 and 21 had a different, 21 they did try to repeat it, but it got blown up. And it's like, those are different energies as well. And I think 22 kind of stopped that real quick because Cody said, ah, we're still in the, the Lavoxic. Era, bitch. Um, because of your era, bitch. So there, uh, Cody cleaned that up for 22. But when 23 and 24 and 25 happened, it's like, boom, we left y'all in that. And now we're really getting into it. So I, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. So after this, Shannon tells Hardy that she broke his toothbrush. Hardy was like, I don't know how you could have broke it because you don't got none over here by my shit. Like, it's not giving you broken. I'm very confused. She He asked him about it. And she's like, oh, I was giving my curly arm. And he was like, oh, but you didn't curl your hair. <laughs> he clocked her teeth <laughs> real nasty. Right there. And it's like, wait, he clocked her teeth. He really did. He really did. Um, after this, we see Nicole have a diary. She says, info goes around real fast in this house. And then we find out that Krista is telling Hardy that Shannon used his toothbrush to scrub. Now, how the fuck Krista find that out? Who the fuck Mike told her. You think Mike, Mike told her? People? Mike told Krista. His girlfriend. Maybe or he told her that knowing that she would get spread because there's no way. <laughs> That's especially, if it, especially if it is Mike, because Mike wanted Shannon out. Like he definitely yeah. wanted Shannon out over Will. So he that could have been done on purpose. Oh, that's T. I did not think of so that. I'm just like, how else would they get out? Unless she or Will. I don't think Will would say anything unless she went and told somebody, but that would be smart. <laughs> I don't think she would. I think it was Mike. I would say it was Mike. But um, especially since Krista. That's the most So Hardy goes and asks Shannon, and, she, and he's like, why'd you use my toothbrush to, to shove the toilet? And she says, no, I, I didn't. <laughs> and he's like, well, you're lying. Why are you lying? I don't understand. And I was like, like, oh, well, just like you, you lied about putting me and Will up. And it's like, what are you talking about? Huh? <laughs> I'm talking about my toothbrush being used in the toilet. What are you talking about? But then, and that's the thing, Hardy bites the bait every time. He does. Why do you let this girl... Yeah, bring up something head. arbitrary and then make that the conversation. Like, like what? Like, uh. But anyways, he ends up saying, "Oh, this is broadcasted to everybody in the world, just so you know." And she's like, "I know, I know, I know." No, <laughs> hey, that's it. Like she brushed, she brushed the, the toilet with the toothbrush. I don't think she gives a damn at all. She gives it. So he storms off. He goes into his bed. He's sad. Krista comes in. Oof. Flashback to the scene, how he's looking. Krista <laughs> comes in, and Chris is like, um, me and Monica talked about this, but we think we you're getting a little too wrapped up, and you're losing a little focus. You're losing focus. Get back on track. So Krista's getting her man back on track. I love get that. Get, get into it. Period. Um, then we get the scene of how the house guests are kind of feeling about Krista. Mm -hmm. Krista has a diary, and she yeah. says, Kent, Kent came to me. I can't do her accent. But Kent came to me. And he said, Krista, you need to decide what side of the house you're on. I can't do it. 
But anyways, Ken said you need to decide which side of the house are you on because you can't be playing the middle, basically. And it's like, it's Kit to be going around telling anybody. First of all, and that's basically how Krista felt too. Like, you're not going to tell me who I'm friends with. But um, we flashed to them in a hammock, and Kit is basically like, you know, uh, I just don't, I mean, are you with us or are you with them? I just don't know. And Krista was like, I mean, I'm cool with a lot of people. I'm cool with it. He's like, are you cool with Shannon? I don't have a problem with Shannon. I mean, I just don't have a problem with what Shannon's doing. And I mean, I'm not on nobody's side, really. And Ken has a dining room. And he says, I'm just, you know, trying to clarify who's in our new alliance, the other people. Mm-hmm. Tops. That's, that's, is it cute or ugly? Well, that's it's a ugly. name. It's an ugly name. So they're the other people. <laughs> it's given, um, Faute or, uh, honestly, it's given, uh, we just talked about the B21. What is that? Grateful. Friendship? Grateful. Ugh, I hate these fucking names. The, the, we're grateful and we're the friendship. And uh, But anyways, the other people is Hardy, Kent, Monica, Nicole, and Bunky. Mm-hmm. That's it. So... He said, I don't see Krista. I don't see Krista as, as, as included in that alliance. He said, she's the bottom. <laughs> she's not a top. But I, I, what's interesting is like, I was kind of waiting for this side to more solidify, to like see the lines of this side a little more, kind of solidified a little bit more. And he mentions that Nicole is the one who kind of created this name and made this kind of like official in that way. And I kind of like that for Nicole. Kent and Bunky are clearly a duo and they're in that. So that's cute for them. Hardy's in this and in the Untouchables, which Krista is a part of. So he has Krista on the side. So it's kind of showing them layers. I really like that. I really like that already. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Um, apparently we see Bunky asks Hardy, he says, aren't you concerned about Krista kind of playing both sides? She didn't nom one of the shield town. Wasn't that weird? And Hardy was basically like, mm, no, I'm not concerned. Actually. Don't find that weird at all. Actually, Protecting his girl. So we definitely see like the duo of Bunky and Kent are the main ones pushing this. What, what's Krista doing? Because, you know, he said in the top alliance is him, Bunky, Hardy, Nicole, and Monica. You know, mm-hmm. Monica don't give a damn. Hardy mm-hmm. is also in the Untouchables with Monica and Crystal. Mm-hmm. Now, I do feel like Nicole feels some type of way, which comes mm-hmm. up again. But yeah, it's definitely Bunky and Kent trying to push this. And this girl, like Crystal girl, watch her back. Yeah. Hardy's trying to shut it down. Hardy shuts it down. He goes to Kent. He says, I don't need y'all trying to say that, you know, I don't need any rifts that's coming on. Very just forceful and aggressive. Like, don't yeah. mention anything else about any rifts because yeah. Krista Because I don't need like, anything coming up. And Kim was like, she said she's not in the group. What are you talking about? And he was like, did she, did she really? And he's like, she literally said she's not in any group and that she's okay with what they're doing and she ain't got no problem with it. And then we see Hardy go talk to Bunky. I'm assuming he was initially going to go talk to Bunky to tell him the same thing he told Kent. But in this conversation, we see Hardy kind of saying, well, I mean, if somebody's saying that they don't got a problem with those people, then, you know, they're guilty by association. And this was in, this was a time I was like, damn, I wish I had feeds because I'm wondering, is he just saying that to Bunky because he just talked to Hardy? I mean, he just talked to Kent and knows that Kent don't give a damn and he's going to stand his ground. Or is he saying this because he genuinely feels mad with Krista? Because I don't know. It doesn't. I don't think he's mad at Krista. That's why I'm wondering if he's just telling Bunky what he wants to hear. Because later on, I mean, he's still talking about how he looks and Crystal fine uh-huh, and all that. And, and he talks about her being fine. And then we also know at the end of the week when he talks to Julie that he calls her still one of his closest allies. Yep. So it's very clear that Hardy is in this position of 
basically playing in the middle. Like he's set up in the middle between the untouchables and the tops. And he's just riding that right now. It's like he, I don't know if it's intentional that he wants to stay in the middle. Like that's definitely a strategy that newer age contestants have. Mm -hmm. But he's definitely in the middle of these two groups. And he's trying to make sure that there's not any drama going on between them until they get out the rest of Chilltown. Yeah, a very it's common him because he is in the center of that group. If everyone in Chilltown goes mm-hmm. and is left with other people in the Untouchables, how is he not sitting in final two? He's good. That's a very common strategy for his archetype. They tend to get invited into multiple alliances and yeah. then sit there. They can just ride them. Tyler, down. Cody, like very. There's a yeah. minority form. He wants to take all of them out. He wants to book yeah. on them. That's very Cody California or BB22 strategy. Yeah, or it BB22 really BB22 is. Garrett, you know? Yep. Um, so then we have dinner. Nicole had this dinner, and at dinner, Bunky ends up doing a prayer. And while he's doing a prayer, Chilltown is like snickering. Laughing. <laughs> snickering and giggling. Loud as fuck at that. It's like they do this <laughs> to themselves. Maybe it was one of those uncontrollable loud. Like you wasn't. I will say, Bunky was given. He was emo- he was emotional. Okay. Like he was talking directly to God. Okay. Like, he was quivering. But it's like, that's how you gotta talk to God with emotion, some feeling, some quiver in your voice. <laughs> literally, I would have laughed too. Literally, I was sorry. I was literally thinking I would hate to have been in this house because even at the speech at the end, when Shannon's giving her like or the Monday meeting, I remember they were giggling, and I was like, I would have giggled too. I know for a fact I would have laughed in their face. Because they're just it's it's hard not to laugh when shit is going down. I don't know. <laughs> But Monica calls him out. She's like, y'all was snickering during his prayer. Like, she was she was sick of it. She was like, not y'all laughing during his prayer, because Monica don't play being disrespectful. Period. And I love that for her. So she sniffs that in the bud. And then Kent is like, ooh, we need to, uh, or let me make this plate for Hardy, because he's outside. He's not sitting at the dinner table. Which I, too, would be making a plate for my man. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'm with Shannon. Shannon's like, has Hardy ever shown that? Um, that type of consideration for anybody else? Has Hardy ever <laughs> bought anybody like- else a, a plate? She is so hilarious for this because she is not letting it go. Anytime she gets a chance to mention the shit, she's going to bring it up. Period. She's just like me, though, for real. Because I would do the same thing. If I'm beefing with you, I'm going to be beefing with you until the end of the final round. Forever. Sorry. And Kent's like, just give it a break, Shannon. I don't ever see you giving it a break, Kent. (laughs) Your, Your mouth runs all day long. Even at night, I catch you whispering like she got in his ass. Like, <laughs> no, you shot. focused on Hardy. And as soon as Kate says something, she redirected their energy real quick. It's like, like when you're mad talking. and somebody starts talking. And it's like, hey, you shut up. I, said, I wasn't even talking to you. Look, I'm talking to you. What they all say? <laughs> F you, Fuck bitch. You, Because I wasn't even talking to you. I wasn't even talking to you. But now I can <laughs> talk to you. Um, boom, this is when we get the mandatory weekly meeting on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, Hardy asks the group, is there any interpersonal issues that anybody feels like they're having? And Krista says, and this is what makes me feel like Hardy told Krista, or somebody told Krista that, or well, we already knew Krista. Knew. Hardy, I feel. We, we already knew Krista knew because Krista, um, because Hardy was like, hey, stop saying stuff because Krista's getting mad. So we knew Krista knew, but Krista knows pe- people got her name in her mouth. She says, if anybody had a problem with me, I just would like you to say it to my face. And then we see Monica back it up and say the same thing. So it makes me seem like Untouchables had a meeting. Hardy let them know what the tea was. And they, and they said, the put it on the floor. Crystal said, put it on the floor. And Monica floor. said, times two. 
again. But nobody said anything. Nobody said anything here. Of course, Bunky did not. I didn't think Bunky would. Maybe of course, Bunk Bunk wouldn't. But he did. Now, Kent, Kent, I'm surprised Kent ain't said nothing because Kent ain't afraid to call the bitch out. Yeah. He wants to address the toothbrush situation because Which he is says, so messy of Kent. <laughs> I ain't got shit to do with you. It's not the toothbrush, nothing like that. He just wanted to be messy. Child. <laughs> so, so he brings up the toothbrush situation. Mm hmm. And 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 basically, he's asking, "Well, Shannon, what was that?" And Shannon's like, "I mean, I bought him a new one. I don't know what y'all want me to say." <laughs> <laughs> what more for me? And Harvey's like, "No, I would like to hear about it too. I would like to hear more about it too because previously you denied. So what's now?" And Shannon was like, "You know, look, any any problems I ever have for anybody, you know, I told them to their face. I put it on the floor. It is what it is." And we now. She's not always do, but okay. She she doesn't. She definitely lied. But Hardy was just getting. Hardy was like, I mean, will uh, will you destroy my personal property? So do you think that that was necessary to do? And I bought you a new one. I bought you a new one. And Hardy's like, that's not fucking point. And here she go. Oh well, (laughs) too bad. So sad. It's like I'm sorry. It's giving. It's giving mother stepmother perhaps. Evil stepmother, evil, evil godmother. Stepmother. I don't know. <laughs> evil stepmother. Um, but this is the Hardy gets mad. He calls her a two-year-old, and Kim was like, "Well, was it intentional for you to for you to do that to to the thing?" And she's like, "Well, yes. Are, Are you, you that stupid? stupid? Obviously. You think I accidentally scrubbed his breast on the toilet? <laughs> was it an accident? <laughs> like, why is she clocking them? Left oh my and right? god! And she's just but, like, "Well, look, Hardy, I'm leaving on Thursday." Yep. I got all the votes. I know it. And you yep. will be dealt with at a later time. And Hardy says, you're going to deal? You mean inside of the house or outside of the house? What do you mean deal, dealt with? What? And, and Shannon was like, what? <laughs> like, literally, literally, are, what you threat- you are you threatening me? Like, oh, what are you going to do? Was getting, she was getting confused. He was claiming she was threatening him. But my thing is, I feel like Hardy just takes everything just, just left field. Everything don't got to be left field. Like, I don't know. She did scrub your toothbrush thing, though. Maybe because he a, he a club bouncer, so he just used to being, what? what you say? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's mm-hmm. It's weird because I think because he wants to be this bigger person, it, it hinders him from being from saying what he really means. Because thinking about it, if somebody scrubbed my toothbrush in the toilet, it would have been a fucking problem. But he keeps Everything. trying to be, he keeps trying to be like, well, you lied about it, and you're a liar, and you said, and it's like, fuck all you of that. You think she cares about lying? Like, like why are you trying to call her out about lying? She doesn't like, care she about doesn't lying. Give a fuck. That's the thing, she doesn't give a fuck. If you're mad, just be like, why the fuck did you, like, like be mad, instead of trying to be this bigger person, and you did this, and America's gonna be looking at you crazy, and I can't believe you lied about it. Girl, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Just be angry. I feel like Hardy should like, be like, Hardy should just have a diary room and be like, Shannon, bitch ass, Rub my, rub my toothbrush on the toilet. It's fuck her from here on. She's going home. But instead, he wants to be, well, Shannon lies, and, and she's just, I don't know. I just feel like me as a person, I would never do something like that. Who can fuck what you would do? Yeah. And he, he kind of gives that in this meeting, because he literally apologizes to her for misinterpreting. I, even if I misinterpreted her, girl, it's still <laughs> fuck you. You use my toothbrush to, to brush the toilet. It's fucking. Why are they like apologizing all day? Like he would have been like, she would have been like, "Am I? Th- are you threatening me?" And I would have yes. been like, well, "I would have been like, well, I don't know because 
You, well, you, well, look, are you imagine me? Well, you're trying to cut my life when you put my toothbrush in the motherfucking toilet. Is what I thought. So I've been on defense mode ever since. Shannon. Wait, it, it so it was de- it definitely would have got Stassi and Shelly and BGC Seven. <laughs> I will give you one more time to tell me who fucked with my toothbrush. Who fucked with my toothbrush? <laughs> the fuck. And then what? And then you know what kills me is like I'm not saying party a week ass, but, but for me. Y'all not gonna be snickering in the corner, Will and uh, Mike. Oh, so I was quick. Then Mike tried to pipe up because then Mike say some shit like, "I mean, don't don't act like um y'all it's not personal because obviously personal." I was like, Mike, I'm not even talking to you. <laughs> well, I don't think that was him trying to buck up. I think he was trying to like, because he was trying I to say like, "Oh, well, of course, like Hardy is upset because you use my toothbrush, and of course Shannon is upset." Like he was basically trying to like calm down the situation, trying to be. And I would have called it up. Hardy Oh, okay. So you still would have called about Aurora. No, I just feel like Hardy was angry and he was trying to pretend he wasn't angry. And it's like, it's okay to be angry. I promise. It's okay. Thank you. And I think that that's what Mike was saying. That's also what Mike was saying, though, too. Because later on, Shannon says, you keep trying to say it's not personal. It's not personal. It is. You don't like me. He lit- That's what Mike said. He said, you don't like her. She doesn't like you. It is and it's, It makes sense. Like, it's And it's like, he's trying to make it not personal so he can be the beggar. I'm not going to take things personal. Yes, you are. You're hurt. You're mad. It's okay to be mad. Niggas don't want to be mad so bad nowadays. What's going on nowadays? Back in the day. Boom. After this, Will and Shannon talked to the talk after the meeting. And Will was like, I mean, you're the baddest bitch ever. That was so hot and sexy. And Shannon was like, you know, I wouldn't go say nothing unless until you told me that I should say something. So right. And it's like, Will, did you set this girl up? And honestly, considering he was quitting this week, maybe it wasn't an intentional setup. <laughs> accidental setup, maybe. But I, don't but know. I just we'll feel like I find it so hilarious that every time Shannon is like having an outburst. Where's Will? Yeah. Will is quiet as a church mouse, not saying shit, even whispering, he's the baddest bitch in this house. Yeah. No, Sam's just Will. You know, he's he's staying over there while she's in the ring. You know, the people who give the people the water after they're doing the uh, the boxing match? Right. Shannon is boxing, and he's giving her the water in the corner. (laughs) Silence. After this, Hardy cries. Ooh. Ooh. So you team Shannon. You'd be on Twitter team Shannon. I'm team not weak bitch. Why are you crying? Well, I think when Shannon when Shannon cries, yuck. That's also blue. But I think my thing is Shannon cried. Shannon will brush somebody uh, toilet with a toothbrush and then cry. You know, that's why. That's why I don't believe Shannon tears. Shannon's, Shannon's cries are, are a lot. But um, Hardy says this is turning him into an ugly person, and he's a better person than that, and he's a good person, and he's a good person, and he's a good person. Congratulations. <laughs> Next. Um, this is when we see Shannon kind of do her little campaign run. She's telling everybody to vote her the fuck out. She wants everybody to vote her out. She talks to Nicole. She says, I want you to vote me out because I don't want Hardy having the satisfaction of deciding the vote because it could be a tie. And if it's a tie, Hardy will be the one who decides what they're going to do um, or whatever. So that's what she's trying to do. Hardy is trying to do the opposite. Hardy realizes that it's, it could tie. So he wants it to tie. Right, because he wants to be the one to decide her fate. So they're going back, which is so funny. Because like at first you think, oh, okay, they kind of joke about, well, we just have her stay and we'll go, and you know she's gonna go crazy in this house. Nicole literally says, if we get her to stay in that manner, then she'll she'll go crazy and leave by other terms. So you see, Nicole. Nicole, Nicole is playing this damn game. Okay, she she said this girl go cracked out and leave her own self. But mm-hmm. it quickly becomes, I mean, I'm still voting Shannon out. I just want to 
be the one that do it. And it's like, that is so petty. But I get it, girl. I get it. I kind of love the petty. I think I, I'm here for a little pettiness. I'm not going to lie. I'm here for a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. So, so I kind of like it. I kind of like it. I kind of like it. Um, so Hardy goes, he goes around and he starts telling people he wants to come out to three to three. He tells Nicole this. Um, and then he grabs Monica to try to make the plan because he wants Monica, Bunky, and Kent to be the ones to vote for Will to go. So that way it could be the three to three. So he asked Monica and Monica at first, she's like, well, let me think about it. And then she comes back and she's like, you know what? Will's talking to me anyways. So I think I'm okay with that. So at this point it's given people are kind of okay with the plan. And they don't really give a fuck. You know, like, you're doing what you want to do. You want to make somebody mad at you. Make somebody mad at you. I don't know. Um, he puts his plan to Kent. Boom. Then we get a scene. Shannon and Will being in love. <sighs> they have the little final date. The house is cooking for them. It's supposed to be cute. Do is care? it cute, though? And this is the thing. I think, I think it's cute. I just don't care. I also don't, I don't think it's cute. Okay. I'm over it. I'm so sick of the women. I, I've never, I've never been a fan of seg- uh, showman segments. I do not like them. It's interesting that they were doing it way back then, when the the term showman the wasn't even invented by Will yet. Yeah, <laughs> literally. It's um, I don't know. It's 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 hard for showmances to be cute when they're shoving it down our throat. I feel we and get a, scene, so- a segment every episode. Like, every episode, and that's when it's like it's no longer cute. And it's also not cute for me when it's like a common type of what's cute is showmances that are that are oddballs like Eric Stein and Jessica from BB8. That's so cute because it's like Jessica is with this nerdy ass person or Ian. When Ian was with Ashley, I don't like Ian like that. But that showmance was cuter because it's like this is not the typical showmance we would get. When you get just a normal, normal, regular, regular ass showmance, who gives? I don't. You know what I'm saying? So for me, if it's something different, I wouldn't mind them showing it. If it's just as regular as I'm showing it. Um, so they have their segment, that's cute or whatever. We move after this. We get the mother the Krista mother segment. Krista yeah. is that girl, and everybody knows it. Julie introduces it and she's like, Krista has somebody somehow um made herself befriended with everybody in the house. And is she using her charms for some of the men in the house, or are the men just charmed? Was she charming, or are they char- charmed? <laughs> but um, so then we see the scenes of it. We see the scenes of it. We see the scenes of it. Crystal talks about how when she came in the house, she was just this country girl, and didn't nobody think she knew how to do much. But now the girls are you too many. Um, we see how Hardy says. Chris is pretty and beautiful and fine and fly and hot and sexy. We says Kent, we see Kent say he thinks that she might be using her sexuality in a way that's kind of like extending her game, person, her game. Um, so all of this. People know she's flirty, and people feel like she's using her flirtiness for some things, and some people just like her flirtiness. So we see Mike is very attracted to her, and Hardy seems to be very attracted to her. I feel like those are the main two that it's working on. Is Mike and Hardy. She eating them up. Period. I know that's right. Well, when you're a mother. When you're that girl. Simple. Julie comes on the intercom. She talks to the house guests because it's the live show. So she's talking to them and she's asking them a few questions. She asked Bunky and Kent about their relationship and how they're besties. They had a cute little segment that was cute. She asked Shannon and Hardy about the vote being messy. She really just uses this segment to be messy, to be a messy queen. So I love that. 
period. And then we start getting some of the votes. Kent's vote was for Vic Shannon. He says that y'all have made a lot of enemies in the house. Um, but that's it. They made enemies. Congratulations. Then we see some home segments from Will's mama and Shannon's mama. So we get their perspectives on the showmans. It seems like, first of all, Will's mom says that he's not like this outside and he's a better person and he's a good guy and he's just being evil for the show. That's what everybody wants to say. I don't get yeah. it. Well, no, I, I honestly kind of believe I actually it. do yeah, believe I, it. I always, I, 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 I always just saw the Dr. Will thing as like this kind a of character. A character. Yeah. Definitely. Person. So I could definitely see how, because he's a doctor IRL. Like, your character. How you doing? You can't act like this if you a whole doctor. Like you gotta be professional and shit. Yeah. And honestly, he's not that. Like even in this season, he's not that bad. Honestly, like I'm thinking, like mm-hmm. what did he do? That was he not scrubbing people too brushes with the toilet. He even said when she did it, he was like, "That's a little far for me. I would never do that." But she did, and it was funny. <laughs> Shannon's mom makes me think she raised her. She is proud of her daughter. Is she raised her to be like this, and she's proud of it. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, a she, scary. she immediately I mean, starts basically making excuses because she's like, you know, she doesn't mean to hurt other people's feelings. It's just her personality. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, okay. So oh. she's just always a bitch. Okay. She was like, uh, she was like I would have done the truth for us as well. I was proud of Shannon in that moment. I was and laugh. <laughs> it's like, well, like, maybe yikes. she <laughs> We see where she gets it from. That's all I have to say. And then she says she don't even like Will. She says she mm-hmm. don't understand why she would choose Will over Jim as if Jim ain't broke. Like, she is that not that. enough? Will is a doctor. She and Jim doesn't have a job. She is that not enough? She has a, a bad sense of judgment. You see, she thinks Shannon doing good. You're right. She said Shannon could still win this game. Talking. <laughs> they had they made her say that because they know Girl, be be serious. The fuck? After this, Julie chats with Hardy one on one. The HOH chat we get, love these. Um, she asked him if he has any regrets. She always asks this. He says no. Of course, his goal was to knock out Chilltown. Um, she asked why was Shannon the target and not Will, and he says he really doesn't give a fuck who it was. It was just the person I don't like the most, and it was Shannon. <laughs> um, she also asked him in this segment about who he was closest to, and he said it was a tie between Nicole. And Krista, mother one, and mother one as a one mother versus mother. We know they're playing the game, and they both got Hardy on their side. I know that's the fuck right. So that was very interesting. He feels like he admires both of them. He feels like he's closer than both. So it's interesting to see who's gonna win that battle. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Then Julie reads the votes. Shannon's evicted six zero. She goes outside. Julie has a little interview with her. What you say, girl? Oh, the three three didn't yeah. work. Didn't happen. I wonder why. I wonder why they didn't do it. But they did. So there you go. A necessary ass plan to begin with. Cool, I get. That's true though. Um, Julie asked Shannon why you campaigned to go home, and Shannon says she just feels like it'll be easier for everybody else to just vote me out. I honestly um, feel like all of her answers were just lies. <laughs> me too. No, literally. Same. You're talking about, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm just too much of a happy person to want to be in there with them. And I'm just, uh, it's just, they were hard to be around, but I was positive and I just want people to be positive around me. So, you know, I didn't want them to have to make this decision so they can walk on eggshells around me. Like, girl, no, that's not what happened. You were going home regardless. It it wasn't the issue. And then she's like, so do you think you, you know, basically took the bullet for Will? And she's like, no. And then she basically 
<laughs> like what? How I guess a lot of downtime in the game. So like, I guess she wanted to leave. I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. Like, and then they, she asked about the toothbrush, and she's like, "Well, you know, you know, when you're you're bored as a kid, and you know, when I was in military school, like we just did stupid stuff." Like, like girl, she was just talking in this interview, and that's the motherfucking issue. <laughs> Um, the one of the good parts was she was watching the goodbye messages, and Nicole's goodbye messages message was just like, "Oh, thank you for helping me." She was being real sweet, and Shannon started tearing up a little bit. And Julie's like, "I mean, what's the tea? Like, why? What's going on right now?" And she just says she feels like Nicole is a really um, strong person, and she feels like Nicole um, speaks her mind, and she likes that, and she just really, really likes all of the qualities about Nicole. And it's like, damn, that's that's mother. That's Mother ate that. And it's clear. Like I said earlier, like, this is, like, um, the third, I want to say third time in a row, like, Nicole has given, like, a really, well, not the first time she couldn't, but the second time in a row that she's given a really good goodbye speech. Like, yeah. she really is racking up jury votes. Yeah, she really, really is. It's going to be so you, Oh, you would think. How she doesn't win this game. But I do feel like a lot of her, and I was thinking this when I saw it, I was like, her jury vote, Shannon is a locked-in jury vote against anybody in that house but a chill town member. So it's like, it, I, I feel like Nicole sat next to the wrong person and in a different situation, she could have probably gotten Shannon's vote, um, maybe even Mike's vote, maybe the other chill town member's vote, but we see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, period. After this, we, boom, we talk about their relationship, the Shannon and Will relationship. Shannon's like, you know, it's going to go where it goes. Woo, 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 woo. Blah, 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 blah. Then they bring out her parents. Yay. Then we get to the HOH competition. The HOH competition is higher and lower. And this gave me, like, flashbacks, bitch, because they used to do this comp a lot, and then they just stopped doing it altogether. But I really liked this competition. It was cute, and it ended up coming down to Mike, Kent, and Nicole. This is, like, the second time Nicole's made it to the end of the comp, but she ends up getting third. And then it comes down to Mike and Kent for the tiebreaker. And Mike has made it to the end of two comps as well. And the tiebreaker question was like, how much was the groceries that they gave them that week? And Kent ends up winning the HOH. Ugh. So we know going into this next week, Kent is going to be <sighs> And it's Once like, again, hey, like last week, I wanted Shannon to win over Hardy. <laughs> this week, I wanted Mike to win over Kent. So it's just like, oh my God. Like, I know chill, they were chill town fans at this time. I know they were sick. Yeah. Like, these people cannot win. And doesn't that always happen? The people in minority cannot win a competition to save their fucking life. Like, what (laughs) the hell? Even when they get so close, it's like, how did they literally get second in the HOH twice? They won the first one, then they got twice second, and they went home when they lost. It's like, oh God. It sucks because I feel like I hate it worse when it's second place than it is if they, like if it's just a minority that flops, there's nothing I can do for you, babe. When they're getting second, it's like, wow, you were right there. There's so many instances where someone who got second in the HOH goes home that week. Shannon just did it last week. Just happened with Shannon. If um, I get second and go home, I would be so over it. I just think about like I know it happened with Libra. It happened so many times, and it's like, God, damn, bro, this is so unfortunate. Gee whiz. But um, let's get into these motherfucking player ratings or whatever. Oh, we didn't rate Shannon yet. Let me erase that. Boom. Lee, Shannon just went home. 
<sighs> How would you rate Shannon as an overall <laughs> player? Girl, it has to be a one. Like, does it even I, have to be that? I respect her going down swinging, you know, no holds bar, pissing everybody off in her in her wrath. But it's just not smart. Like even for BB two, <laughs> it's not smart. I guess she didn't want to be smart. Like she definitely was throwing in the towel to make sure Will stays. But I that's mean, even worse. That's even worse. You want to go home? I just feel like she had she had very very little social skills. Even like with the people who she was able to bond with, it just seems like this is just like them having fun. And if they weren't just having fun, they probably wouldn't have been bonding with her either, I feel. It's just you don't have good social skills. You can't make friends. People don't like you naturally. That's all bad. Then you you can't even fake it. You're not even going to be in fake. That's really bad. Um, you're not strategic. That's really bad. And then when you're nominated, you want to go home. That's not good either. You scrub people's toilet, toothbrush in the toilet. That's never going to be good for you. The only good thing I could say is that she got second in an HOH competition, which means in a season where there's vetoes or something, that's cute. But that that's not even the season, so it doesn't matter. She could have won an HOH. So that's her only one good thing. So I'll give her a 0.5 for that. You're, you maybe are good at comps. Other than that, she doesn't have anything on for her. Sorry to that lady. Not sorry to that lady. Last thing we last we rated Will Lois last week, just like the f- week before. So we're gonna have to rate Will first. And for me, this week didn't change my mind about Will. I gave Will a one the first time. I gave him a two the second time. And now it's, he hasn't done much. Like this week, he didn't make no deals. He wasn't talking to Nicole. He was just nominated. And when he got nominated, he wanted to quit. He stayed neutral. He wasn't mean like Shannon was. He played his part and was a good pawn. So that's also good. But other than that, he's still in a terrible position. He's very likely able to be nominated. And as of right now, from what we understand, he's still the next target over Mike. People still like Mike more than him from what we're understanding going into this next week. So I'm expecting Will to just go home right after Shannon. So it's going to be interesting to see what actually happens. But based on the way he played, it didn't give anything. Actually, it gave worse because he was nominated this week and he wanted to go home and he didn't really do anything. He kind of just sat here. So I'm going to give him the 1.5. Yeah, I'll definitely, uh, based on everything you said, bring him back down to the two. Um, what we consistently see him doing is making these small, minute, just like social um, strides, especially with Nicole. I'm pretty sure it's going to go somewhere. I feel like in general, though, like definitely if we didn't know that he already won the season, like those wouldn't mean much. Like if we were just judging yeah. off what we've seen, like the only reason why those mean so much is because we know where it ends up. Yeah, but like if we were watching this for the first time, like you're right. Like I would definitely think he has no chance. I do feel like the way I'm perceiving it, he is at least on the same level or even slightly better than Mike. Because I feel like we have gotten some uh, some more ne- negative Mike conversations, and there haven't been too much about Will. And Mike has been doing good at these competitions where Will hasn't. Mm-hmm. So I do feel like it's still like a 50-50 chance between the two of them, which it was not like week one. This was week one. Mike versus Will then I do think Will would have went home easily, you know, but he's mm-hmm. done some work over these last few weeks. So I'm interested to see when it fully turns around for him. Me as well, because whew, 
we're not there yet. He's still at the bottom. He's been at the bottom of our list the whole time. But um, how you feeling about Mike? Yeah, I just feel like the negative about Mike is that he continues to attach himself to Chilltown, which is his biggest flaw. Like, I think that Mike himself has a, you know, pretty sociable personality. It seems like he's able to kind of, like, hold a conversation or naturally just be around anyone in the house. But it seems like they're not able to fully attach themselves to it because they know he goes right back at Chilltown at the end of the day. Like, even this week, you know, kind of declining the deal and then trying to come back with this, well, protect my two friends. Maybe you can even nominate me. And it's like, what? Mm. No. No, at all. Like, take the deal, protect yourself. Like, don't go down with the ship. Point blank, period. Like, if you want to HOH, of course, you don't target them. But you can't stop the house from going after them. So instead of, like, trying to, you know, get his connections in good with other people, we we just sort of see him trying to protect Will and Shannon. And it's just like, that isn't good at all. You know, we end this week with a Kent HOH. So, I mean, I pretty much assume it's going to be Mike and Will on the block. And, I mean, even without considering what happens, he still just keeps falling lower and lower on the totem pole to where he was in a position to where he was not, I feel like, on the same level of hatred as Will and Shannon, and now he is. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's not doing anything to fix that. So I would give him the two as well. Yeah, I feel like I agree. I feel like what I like from Mike is I do like that he's, like, I guess, trying to... Th- I feel like I've seen more instances of him trying to be strategic or at least try to do something. If you're going to be on the ship of Chilltown, at least try. And I like that Mike is trying. Like, he did offer Hardy a deal. He made it make sense. Well, he didn't make it make sense to Hardy, but it made sense in general what he was pitching. It was a gr- it was a good pitch in general. I like that he even tried. I like that he's playing strategically when not many people are. Um, so even though he's going down with the ship, which is terrible, at least he's trying to make the ship stay afloat. And I feel like versus, like, Will and Shannon, they just sitting there. Like, what are y'all doing? So I like that, but like you said, he's he was like he was more liked to them, and now he's not because he's just been riding with them, trying to save them. When well, he could be trying to save himself and himself only, but instead right. he's trying to save everybody or just them, and it's like that's not doing anything for you, babe. Um, we know Ken's HOH; he's probably getting nommed. It's the two. It's the two for me. Period. Kent, I mean Kent's HOH. Congratulations to him. I, I'm a little bit surprised. But um, I gave him a three last time because it didn't seem like people actually liked him or he was actually too ingratiated with this group. But now he's in the other people alliance and it's only five of them. Chris is not even in that. And if that five person alliance is going to make it to the end of the game, then that's good because he's a part of it. And it's unlikely for the other side of the house to win any HOHs. So well, I, think- I, don't, I don't see how he does it. Just get to the end of the game. Honestly. I was just gonna say, I think that Nicole, I think Krista is a part of it. It's just that he's saying because she's doing all of that, I don't actually see her. In the he, he don't, he don't see her a part of it. Yeah, and that, but that's the thing. When they keep listing the people, I mean, they still not listing Krista. Like, Who is they? Him, him, Bunk, him and Bunky. But I mean, shit, that's half the alliance. I was saying, but that, that, the only person who listed the alliance was Kent, and that's it yeah. it's semantics. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I see what you're saying. But um, Ken is part of the alliance, and he doesn't feel like Chris is in it. Bunky doesn't really feel like Chris is in it. That sentiment's kind of get tossed around. I feel like no, Nicole might agree as well. So within the alliance, I still feel like he's closer to that five people and Krista being on the outs of the alliance in general. 
So I feel like he's in a good position in that sense. And he's actually in an alliance in that sense. So I like all of that for him. And he's the HOA, so I like that too. And we know this week he has this relationship with Bunky that's more of a duo. So he kind of has a duo and then he kind of has an alliance with that duo within it. So I like all of those things, but there's a lot of stuff, other stuff going on. And I'm not sure about his strategicness anymore. He hasn't really done anything really since week one. He was just nom. And he hasn't really done anything other than that, but he's HOH. And I mean, I feel kind of, I feel new, I just feel neutral, really. So I think I'll just give him a five, actually. I just feel neutral. Don't think people hate him no more. That's good. Yeah. I mean, with him winning the HOH, um, you know, he's going to make a move that the house pretty much agrees with. So I feel like when I'm judging his game, I'm kind of just going based off of the other people alliance. And I feel like, you know, we have this kind of split with the untouchables that Hardy is loyal to. And then Hardy also mentions disloyalty to Nicole. We really don't know like which side of that split that Nicole is on. But just in general, I don't feel like any of the like Hardy, Monica, Krista necessarily care or you know necessarily want to like if it gets down to just the other people i don't see them siding with a bunky and a kent at least not a kent because it's like he does have this pretty abrasive personality that is you know of course when he's in power this week is honestly it may get worse but even if it doesn't yeah. like he still is going to go back to that position of just like okay kent's the old grumpy man that wants to sit alone and not talk to anybody so i do like that he has this relationship with bunky but I I just don't really I don't really see a path for him like at all. Like, I still don't see how he doesn't go straight home after Chilltown goes. Mm-hmm. Really. Um so I'm going to say it's a 4. I do feel slightly better about him like the positioning knowing that he's in the solidified alliance, but I just don't think that he's, you know, fully safe cuz like okay, Michael will go home this week. Then who gets nominated next to the other one? Yeah, Ken is right there. And, you know, who, yeah. who will be sitting? Unless, he, unless he wins the HOH. I mean, I guess he can win comps. Or maybe Bunky. But he's win. getting out one of them this week. So next That's week, true. then what? Yeah, unless Bunky wins it. he got Somebody got to sit next to them. That's true. Or unless they want it to be Krista, because Krista's in association. Um, Or if it's Nicole. Like, if it's Nicole who wins it. That's the only person who would do that, because Krista's with Untouchables. So, girl, he don't got many options. Really. That's T. And it's dwindling down. It's already top eight. One, two, three, four, three. Already top eight. Like, girl, the numbers is gone. You're going to have to sit on the block. So that's T. Um, how are you feeling about Bunky? Yeah, I just like um, similar to the critiques I just gave on Kent. It's like I'm not seeing any other just like strong connections. You know, they both, you know, everyone's outcasting Chilltown minus Krista and Nicole. Um, which I feel like is great on Chris and Nicole, because why would you not have a relationship with people in the minority? And then when we're talking about the majority, it's very clear that him and Kent believe they have Hardy. Hardy does not express that he's loyal to them in any way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he he basically co- co- told them to chill, and he told Bunky certain things to make him feel like he is kind of in agreement with them, but we know that his closest allies is Krista and Nicole and mm-hmm. Monica do Untouchables and Proxy Krista. So I just feel like that leaves Kent and Bunky, unless they're going to go on some insane cop run on the outs mm-hmm. of any potential vote when it gets to the end of just the other people. And because everyone is so gung ho about targeting Chilltown, it's like, well, then what? Like, it just, to me, it seems like Bunky and Kent are definitely at the bottom of this group because everyone else is so interconnected mm-hmm. or just a better player like Nicole. So I do feel like Nicole. She's in a position to where if she chooses 
Bunky and Kent, or just doesn't target Bunky and Kent and targets mm-hmm. people in the Untouchables, then that does help Bunky and Kent out a little bit more. But you know, there is no like agreement there. Like I would love if they have like a alliance with Nicole, like a separate. I will say I think Nicole is closest to Hardy and Bunky. If I had to assume who she's closest to, she's been close to Bunky a lot more than anybody else other than Hardy. So I will say that for him as well. But just in general, I feel like he has a pretty neutral, uh, a neutral place in the game. I feel like if he is nominated, it's next to Kent, and that's pretty good because I think Kent will just go home. I don't know where he goes after that. But right now, it's still pretty early. You know, he kind of just he technically has the two buffers, kind of even three with Kent still being there. So I'm gonna give him the six. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I you ate that up. I feel like what I will say from what we noticed this week. In the conversation with Mike and Hardy, when Mike is pitching target someone um, more liked, what it told me, he mentioned Bunky. And what it told me is that Bunky is liked. I think people, I think everyone likes Bunky. So social game wise, I think Bunky has one of the better ones to the point where he probably stays against a lot of people sitting on the block. But when it comes to this, these people who are actually in alliances, like the untouchables, it's like, baby, they're actually in alliances. And Nicole, I mean, yeah, Nicole is just a better player. So like you were saying, it's like, ooh, you need to have, I feel like he needs to have more outs. I do feel like his relationships with Nicole is going to be helpful. And I feel like his relationship with Kent is potentially helpful because he actually has two ways to go. Whereas Kent, Kent really just has Bunky. I think Bunky has Nicole in a way. He has Ken in a way. He has Monica in a way. And he has Monica in a way. So I feel like Bunky's social relationships are just a little bit more there. Also, what I noticed was when Kent and Bunky talked about Krista being shady, Kent just talked about it. Bunky went to Hardy and he said, don't you think this is something we should be scared of? Don't you? He's actively planting seeds to, even if it doesn't work, it could work where Bunky has planted seeds. Because remember, Bunky and Ken are the ones who feel like this right now. But later right. down the line, if Krista ends up going, I feel like, hypothetically, I feel like <laughs> Bunky started, Bunky is the one pushing the narrative more than anybody else. So I think like gameplay-wise, he has a little bit more than a lot of people here. And I like that too. So I think I'll give him the 6.5 just for that little edge he got. But he's still in a neutral position, like you said, girl. Um, next is Hardy, and for me, Hardy's Hardy. Well, he's not that hard now that I know Ken won HOH. It was a little bit hard before I knew, but Ken won HOH, so I don't think Hardy's going to be touched on the block. And we know that Hardy has a good relationship with Nicole, and he has the untouchables with Krista and Monica, and he has the other people. So he's probably in the best position in the house. He has literally layers on layers. He has an um, onion alliance, really. Like, Nicole and Krista are his main two, and then Untouchables is his secondary, and then the other people is his tertiary, like his third part of the alliance. And then on the outside is Chilltown, who is going to be targeted. So it's like, he really is the center of an onion structure, and that's super good, and that's usually the result of a literal winner. He is really liked by most of the house, and I feel like because Chilltown is now decimated, who's going to target Hardy? Who's gonna put up a who's gonna win a choice and target him? Even if he's targeted, he can't really go home because Krista and Monica genuinely are with him. Nicole is genuinely with him. Bunky and Kent genuinely think they have him. So Hardy is in a monstrous position, a very, very good position. What I've noticed about Hardy is I feel like he might not be the most strategic, but I still think he's the best positioned. And there's like, I gotta find the layer in between that. So I think gave him a seven last time, and I think I wanna go up. 
because I feel better about him now. Um, I think I'll do the eight. I think I'll do the eight for Harden. How you feeling? Yeah, no, I agree with the eight. I feel like he is in the best position right now and technically playing the best game. Like, you're right. I don't think if he has that strategic edge, like a Krista or a Nicole, like if he's in trouble, I don't see him being able to socially maneuver his way out of it. But right now, I don't see any way that he goes home at all. And then, like, even if Mike or Will, you know, they're the last remaining chill town, if they were to stay and win, they put him up, who can they put Hardy next to that he goes home? Exactly. Like, if he's next to someone in Untouchable, like if he's next to like Monica, well, he may not get Chris's vote, but he still gets Nicole, Bunky, Kent, you know what yeah. I mean? Or like if he's next to Bunky or Kent, he gets everyone else's vote. So it's like, I, I really don't see a way he goes home right now. Yeah. He's definitely just a quintessential, like, I feel like Cody archetype, you know, mm-hmm. um, someone has said Matt, between five, a little bit of Tyler, just, you know, pretty white man. All American. The girls love him. Quotations. Um, yeah, but I, I like I do like Cardi because at least we I don't know the, the the depth of intentionality, but we see him of course like lying to uh Bunky, telling him what he wants to hear, telling Kit what he wants to hear, mm-hmm. going back and warning his allies and things like that. So this is the the showing of an active player, like he's actively trying to stay in the center of this group. So I like yeah. that. That's true. How are you feeling about Monica? Monica, I really, really enjoy Monica. Um, a, a positive, I think, for her game this week is you know her ability to still stay good with anyone while being attached to Krista. We saw some negative comments about Krista's game coming from Bunky and Kent, but they don't associate Monica with that at all. They still mm-hmm. feel like she is in the other people, yeah. um, which is really good. I feel like we did hear this week, you know, Monica mentioned she doesn't have a good relationship with Will. And I would assume that kind of extends to all the chill town, but they're getting decimated. So that's not too big of an issue. But my fear is that, you know, if the remainder stays, Monica still could go up because even Mike has expressed, you know, his issues with Monica. But I also Mm -hmm. think she's one of the few people in this game where like, I don't think she goes next to a lot of people. It would have to be a very specific situation, Um, maybe next to a Hardy. Even next, you know, what's interesting? Even next to Hardy, I'm thinking Bunky is Bunky a victim, honestly. right? Like, and also team. Kent is very smart. Remember, Kent was like Cheryl got to go because she can win. Ooh, if Hardy's on the block, like right, Hardy may got to go. So, so I, even next to Hardy, I think she got a chance. But keep going. Huh? Mm-hmm. Um, but and that's the thing. It'll be it'll be harder because you know Hardy has kind of like these just some a lot of things in place. Yeah relationships in place. And I feel like she has good general connections, but her really only true unbreakable connection, I feel like, is with Krista. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't necessarily think is a negative. It's just I would like her to have more secured safety. But right now, her social game is still good enough to where no one is saying her name. No one is mentioning her as a threat, even when her allies are getting clocked for things. So I'm going to keep it up to seven. Yeah. I agree. I really like her position as well. And I like it more this week is because of the, the other people being like more formed and more solid. Because now she's one of the few people who have two alliances, which is the untouchables and the other people. So I really, really like that. Um, the thing about Monica's game, it, it is mostly social. And sometimes I feel like strategy needs to be implemented. And her being in alliances is good because that is like strategic maneuvering. But also it's like, other than that, I'm interested to see like, what's her, like, what's her game plan? What's her goal? We kind of know Kent and Bucky want Krista out after after Chilltown. 
we know Hardy has his little onion structure. So with Monica, I'm just wondering, like, what, what, what do you want? You know, like, who do you prioritize? Like, who's your next target or anything like that? So I'm interested to see that or like if that can go anywhere, because right now it's mostly just social. But she is positioned very well. She does have those two alliances. I still like where she's sitting at. I still think she's going to it's going to be a very hard time to get her out of the game. So I'll give her a 7.5 again. The same thing. Ooh, we at the mothers again. Well, Monica's a mother too. But um, the mother mothers. Krista is hard because the beginning of the week, she was definitely seeming really good. And then we found out that Kent and Bunky don't really consider her in the other people. They feel like she's on the outskirts. And it seems like if Kent or Bunky win an HOH after Will and Mike are gone, they will target Krista. And that's not necessarily good for her. I feel like the sentiment they're spreading could lead to Nicole and Nicole could start feeling that. And maybe even Hardy. I just don't necessarily trust Hardy. But Hardy says that that's his, that he, she's one of his number ones. So I can't even think that right now. But potentially, Nicole, Bunky, and Kent might all target her right after Chilltown. So that's my fear. But as of now, she's in the Untouchables. I, she still is, I think, in the other people. And she has association with them regardless. So that's still good. But mainly the Untouchables, I feel like, is the main thing she has. And other than that, it's like, I think she's running out of things because Bunky and Kent not feeling her, you know? So that's what's scaring me. I know she's one of the more strategic people. I think her position is very intentional. I think she's someone who can bounce back and maybe try to recreate something. And on the other side, Mike and Will, one of them's going, but one of them's staying. And that person who stays will still probably prioritize her over everybody else. So that's another positive, but they're dwindling down so much that that positive doesn't even mean anything anymore. She needs to be focused on these people in the majority. And I feel like, has she been, I don't know, like where are your connections? They're gone. So I'm feeling less good about her this week. I still think she's smart. I still think she she has opportunity, but right now I'm feeling less good. So hmm. because it's, it's <laughs> it is because it's 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 so less the other thing is it's it's only top it's top eight. Somebody's going home next week. It's gonna be top seven. Kent and Bucky don't have no choice but to nominate her if they win HOH. And it's like, that's not necessarily good. Like, I don't know. I'm getting scared. Some people not, maybe even Nicole. Nicole, like, they have to nom one of Chilltown against someone else. And I think three of the people will, it will might be her. So that's not good. So I'm actually feeling real scared. So I think I'll give her the 6.5. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I would definitely go on for the 6.5 this week. Um, and it's because of everything that you were saying, like she was kind of the first iteration of this floater type of strategy, but now Chilltown is gone. Like there is no two sides to play between the two sides. Now is the untouchable and the rest of the other people. So it's like, she's now forced to this kind of two sided game. And what she, I think she kind of dropped the ball on is solidifying relationships within the majority Alliance. Usually what we see is these winners who kind of come from these big majorities, they're set up well in the majority. Cody, mm-hmm. um, Xavier is an example of that. Um, just a lot. Just I feel like there's a lot of examples about that. Rachel Riley, she was set up really well in her alliance in 13. Like a lot of people were set up like kind of in the center or the most prioritized member. And Krista, she failed to do that because of the beef, the the, the beef that Kent and Bunky has with her. And mm-hmm. you know, she has Hardy, but Hardy mentioned she's co-captain with Nicole. 
Yeah. Which isn't the best because we're not seeing Kent and Bucky drag Nicole that, that much anymore. We're seeing them got their eyes on Krista. And mm-hmm. I think that's because one thing Nicole does make sure she does, I feel like, is kind of, you know, renegotiate and, and make sure her bonds are on top. Like, we see her smiling and giggling in basically everybody's face. Or she'll just do, like, oh, I'm doing a family dinner for everyone. Or we're going to talk mm-hmm. about this here. And I'm going to, you know, cry with you. This, you know, I think that she kind of bounces around a little bit more. Whereas Krista just kind of have, like, these general connections very similar to Monica. But now her position is getting clocked. And they're bringing up stuff she did during her HOH week. So it's kind of, mm-hmm. like, revealing itself that, her not just going out to Chilltown kind of did mess her up strategically yeah. in the game, and she's not doing much work to fix that. And I feel like what Bucky and Kent are walking around the house doing will – I think it, it has a great possibility it could spread because we're not seeing that relationship between Krista and Nicole too much anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's dangerous because I feel like Nicole, you know, she's going to continue to be an active player in this game. So – She's definitely gonna have to wake it up a little bit, but we'll see how that goes. <laughs> how you feeling about Nicole? Nicole, I feel like definitely she's starting to take more of a back seat. You know, after week one, I think it kind of forced her to really, really get in the game. Um, and you know, week two, we start her running the shit. And I feel like this week. She took more of a backseat, but I feel like what she is doing is solidifying relationships. Like, we see her in a lot of scenes with Chilltown. Um, we see her in scenes with Hardy going over nominations. We see her talking strategy with everyone and the other people. You know, Kent is the one who revealed that she basically named slash solidified the group. So yeah. she's clearly still, like, someone is seen as, like, a, a main centerpiece of that group. And now... We're trying to like break down these these um, relationships. Um, you have kind of Monica and Crystal on one side, and Bunky and Kent on another. Where her Hardy kind of also, she's also kind of occupying that middle with Hardy. And you know, definitely, if she's able to take Hardy away from Krista, then I think that's like the winning play. But just in general, she's able to maintain relationships with all of them. Whereas you have Krista and Monica kind of at odds with Bunky and uh, Kent. Like I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if Hardy did tell them exactly what Bunky and Kent were saying. Yep. And Bunky and Kent are aware that at least Krista is feels that way, you know. Mm-hmm. And then Monica, she's seconded at the meeting, so she's her ride or die. It's just you know they're kind of you know getting involved in that. Whereas Nicole is staying a neutral party. Um, what I really, really like about her while she's solidifying her relationships. I'm excited to see where she's going to go in this game. Because options. I feel like, yeah, she has a lot of options. And I'm wondering which one she's going to take because, I mean, I just honestly, I don't, I was going to say I wonder which one would be bad for her, but I don't think necessarily. Well, Krista and Monica are better players. I would say the best route was to go is to go with Bunky and Kent. It probably is definitely because the untouchable, the untouchable. She's not in the untouchable. That's also because of the untouchable. So, yeah, I feel like with Nicole, um, I'll go with I'll go with the eight with Nicole. I feel like it's not in like the safest position as Hardy, but she is technically occupying that middle with Hardy. I think Bucky and Kent would choose Hardy over Nicole, but she kind of comes as a package deal with Hardy a little bit. And then same with Krista and Monica. Like, even if they're somehow forced to go with Krista and Monica, she's kind of, she has the flexibility to be able to go with them as well. And no one is really saying her name. If by any chance um, Michael will stay, 
they have a relationship with Nicole. So I think that she's really covered on a lot of angles. She mm-hmm. is, you know, in a position to go with anyone and no one is looking at her. So yeah, yeah. Uh, you wrote that down real well because I was going to say very similar thing. Like I was going to say within the six person kind of power structure, I think Kent will be the target for the Monica and the Krista side. And Krista will probably be the first target for the Bunky Kent side, which puts her in the neutral position. Basically, how you just said with Hardy, it puts her in a safer position and her being that safe within this big structure is good. Plus, she's safe within the outer structure because like you said, Chilltown, whoever remains, probably won't target her either because of that work she put in. So I like all of that a lot. And now we found out that Hardy sees her as his number one alongside Krista. So that's really, really good for her. The only thing that's like a sore in her thought is the untouchables. Yeah. But Kent and Bunky are targeting the main connector of the untouchables, which is Krista. So it's like, I feel like it kind of pimmed off for me. For, yeah. for me, that's kind of pimmed off. Hardy isn't going to target her. And Hardy's not going to target her. And, and I, that's the thing. Krista and Monica are forced to target Bunky and Kent. So it's like she's she's not in it, but she's in a way the fourth member because they're targeting Bunky and Kent first, most likely. So she's still in a really good position. Um, and I like her position. And something else I thought about that we usually wait till jury to think about is the jury votes. But we can think about it now. And when it comes to the jury votes, Nicole is winning against anybody. She's the, the only season. one that's doing jury. She, she's the only one who's considering that. And that's something that I wanted to consider because right now, if Nicole sits in final two with most people, she probably wins because Autumn and Shannon all lo- both love her the most. They left the house loving her the most other than Shannon's literal showman's will. And her, you know, Alex. But Autumn likes her the most and Shannon loved her second to her alliance. And even Cheryl left with a deal with Nicole, feeling like Nicole's going to get him. And I'm going to make sure that Nicole gets him. And if, if Nicole went, I was going to get him. She has the best p- potential to win a jury vote at this point. So that also makes me feel really good. But I'll give her the eight. I'll just give her the eight right now. What is top eight? Jury not too far. I'll just oh, give it an eight. That's jury. Let's give it an eight. <laughs> I was going to give her a 0.5, mainly because that whole jury part. But I was like, I'll still give her that. I'll still give her that. But um, yeah, that's still mother. That's my mama. Period. Thank you. Let me put them in order. Or whatever. Another mother convention fail. Oh, no. Krista. What you mean? I know Krista not in that top three. It really did fail. That's sick. Boom. Whoa! Oh, this the opposite way. I was like, what's going on here? I know that's wrong. <laughs> okay. Whew. There you go. Here you go. The mother convention failed because of Hardy. That Hardy, you. God <laughs> damn. But it still feels very accurate. Yeah, Mike and Will still at the bottom. <laughs> of course. Mike and Will is still at the, the bottom. The whole bottom four is the same. The whole bottom yeah. five, even Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Will at the bottom, then Kent and Bunky, and then Krista, and then the top three is Monica, then Hardy, then Nicole. Three is the best. Which makes sense. I think this is very, very fitting. I think this is a very good explanation. Sucks for Krista, because I think Krista's probably a better player right. than everybody, except Nicole. But and I think that also position. it's the position that she's kind of thrown in. Like, like I just mentioned earlier, she is the first, I feel like, iteration of this Florida type of strategy. Mm-hmm. And 
she's the first ever. So I, yeah. I think if she had seasons to to know and study Big Brother strategy, she'd be able to rebound better than this because I do truly believe she's just that smart. Yeah. But we're seeing her figure out what she's doing as the day goes on. Like even this week, the whole calling her out, calling him out in the meeting, that's mm-hmm. not something a player would do in New Era BB because we mm-hmm. were mentioning earlier in the podcast, like this whole idea of calling people out and showing your real raw emotions when you're being targeted is foreign in New Era BB. That honestly mm-hmm. reminds me of Bailey in Big Brother 20 and All-Stars, the way she mm-hmm. would react to game um, – uh, certain game moves, people mm-hmm. thought like, oh, why are you reacting like that? It's the game. Um, bitch, you put me up. Yeah, I can be upset. I can be sad. Like, you have to... I, I hate when we use that excuse, like, oh, it's the game. It's the game. Um, because at the end of the day, it's a game of real people. Real people have real emotions. It's a social yeah. game. Social deals with you know, your bond with people, how you make them feel emotionally, all of that goes in the part. It's not mm-hmm. just a game like Monopoly or chess where we have inanimate objects. These are real humans, and you can't tell a real human how to feel and how to act. So mm-hmm. um, that's why it's so foreign in New BB because people are like, oh, it's the game. Why are you getting upset? Why are you getting mad? And it's like, because people have emotions, and they can do that. So it's yeah. like, I feel like that move, even calling them out, is like Krista kind of being slightly personal there, but it's like it's BB2. Like, yeah. like it's not that deep yet, really. Yeah. And also I feel like it's it's a testament to like my theory of the floater strategy being the most difficult to pull off. Because I think Krista and Nicole are similar caliber players, like both equally probably good, but you see how their positions are are set up. And it's probably because Krista chose the harder strategy. Nicole chose the I'm finna run these bitches strategy, which is easier. And Krista chose the I'm finna play in between two sides, which is harder. If Krista would have chosen Nicole's strategy, I don't think Krista would be 6.5 right now. I think Krista would probably be 8. If she just chose, I'm finna go with the other people and I'm finna run them. Krista would be successfully probably running the other people right up there with Nicole, or maybe even better than Nicole at this point. Because I think Krista's so much more, like a little bit more active these last couple. Like the fact that she had the untouchables, it's like, oh, you had that week two. So I feel like it's the it's the decision she made on how she wanted to play the game. She decided I'm gonna play in between the two people. She could have decided I'm gonna go with this alliance and run it. And if she did, I think she'd be in a better position. And it's interesting because I just think strategy choice is a factor in the game. You can just choose to play a certain type of way. If Derek would have chose to play in between the two sides of Nicole and da 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 and do do do, and that's his main game. He probably it probably would have resulted in a different result. That's just a difficulter, more difficult game to play rather than just running bitches. So I think that's also another interesting fact. But hey, here we are. Here she is. That's still mother. Has she Nicole been at the top since we won? So yes, Nicole's been <laughs> at the top since it went ten nine eight. So she's going down a little bit, but she's still at the top. She's still mother. As she should be. She's definitely playing the, the motherfucking game. She should win. I guess we'll see, huh? At this point, I don't see it. The, the person who's been at the bottom wins, and that's crazy. That is I'm fucking crazy. Fucking I can't wait till we're, like, giving him a higher score than a freaking three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, ex- I'm hoping it starts this week, because I'm like, uh, when is I'm, it going to start? He's probably getting nominated this week, so it's probably going to be the week. Oh, that's it. I'm thinking, when is it going to start, though? But how does it start? Like, I have so many questions. But we're here, y'all. Stay tuned for the questions to be answered because the other people to split right now. Like, 
does Mike does Will kind of get in the middle of that? Like, you know how you know how we keep saying this is like the origin of strategy, and you know how in future seasons, when it dwindles down the minority, they start taking each other out. The alliance right. starts taking each other out instead of the minority. This is the first iteration of that. I feel it just yeah. becomes. We got to take our shot we first. About Will no more. Yeah, we got to take our shot first. So we're not going to waste the shot on Will because, the, and that's the other thing. If we take out, if I'm Kristen and Monica, if we take out Will, Funky and Hardy, both of them can play HOH, they're going to take us out. So we have to take them out before they take us and then vice versa. If I'm Funky yeah. and Kent, if I take out Will, they're going to take us out with the next HOH. So it's it's that same strategy that, that starts happening. And Nicole, she, she, you know, she got Will at the snap of her fingers. So yeah. she, about so it. she don't even got to worry about it. So I know Hardy going to gag. Cause I know I just know Hardy is going to be like, why I can't think I will? Yeah. <laughs> yep. So it's probably going to come to that. But girl. You know what? Now that I think about it. Well, girl. That is probably why Hardy doesn't win this game. Because Will does. Like clearly he wasn't he's not successful in taking out Will. Oh yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. that's probably how Hardy goes home because yeah. that's it, it, his biggest competition at this point. Well it's not yeah. at this point. <laughs> but <laughs> we know who wins it, so definitely. It's gonna be interesting. But y'all tune in because we're gonna we're gonna cover the secrets here. Lot. So be here on Thursdays, Tuesdays. We'll still be covering this. And we are covering the traders. If you're a big brother fan, there's big brother players on the traders, Dan Giesling. And Janelle <laughs> are on the traders. So check out the Traders USA coverage. It's, we already did our um, recap of the cast or our cast reaction. And then we're going to be starting the coverage this Friday when it drops. And then every Thursday after that when it comes on. And we're also doing the Traders UK on Saturday. So tune in for that as well. And baby, thank you for keeping it real with the kingdom. We out. Mwah. Mwah.